you go. So my family from Louisiana, they actually came over to Houston. Mm -hmm. I jokingly call them Louisiana refugees because they're trying to avoid the hurricane and mm -hmm. we were playing truth or drink. Um, just drink since it's just well actually mostly just truth because we we're all just telling truth no drinks and my niece uh munchie's really excited to talk about her astrology sign because she's a proud leo she doesn't care You're like oh auntie what's your uh sign i said um i'm a pisces my sun sign's a pisces my moon sign is a capricorn it doesn't matter which one's your real one I said, okay i just go with my sun sign like oh, okay i said i dated a leo once like yeah we're a lot to deal with i don't blame you <laughs> at least she knows see that's the thing with leos they know they're a lot but they're like but we're a lot of fun so you're welcome <laughs> like okay girl whatever you say um i don't have any funny um astrology adjacent stories this week i don't think i have any fun stories this week at all because i feel like i was just like out of it <laughs> yeah. oh because well, my, my sister stewie has nothing but stories talk about a time when she had a student of uh, like two twin brothers one is normal the other one's on the spectrum but he always talked with his hand like hey miss stewie miss stewie and then another time it didn't have the ears miss stewie miss stewie and then another time he had one ear miss stewie miss stewie and the teacher yelled at him to say put your puppet down he's like <laughs> no more puppets <laughs> Uh, that definitely feels like an Aquarius sign anyway. I'm Nikki Alley, um, a, a sun sign cancer. <laughs> I'm Bell Mars, and according to my niece Munchie, my real sign is Pisces. <laughs> and it's the astrology episode if you haven't figured it out yet. Yay! Yay. But first, we have to deal with the world's fuckery and play our favorite game, yay or nay. <laughs> the news game. Yeah. All right. So first off, earlier this week, at the beginning of this week, exactly, the FDA gave full approval to the Pfizer vaccine, prompting all seven out of the 50, 11 of y'all yelling about the fact that you <laughs> won't get it because it wasn't FDA approved to actually change your mind and go and get it. Um, in response to the FDA approval, though, we had a lot of false facts like running around. One of the most prevalent ones that I saw on Twitter was that um, the FDA once approved a drug called, I'm gonna fuck this up, thalado th thalidomide? Yep, that's what I'm going with. In the 50s, that um, caused severe birth defects in children. It was given to pregnant women, supposedly. I don't know what for, but people were just like circulating this image around of like four little white kids in a pool kicking their feet and having no limbs. And I was just kind of like, okay. And uh, that's already been debunked as being false. The FDA disapproved this drug like four separate times. <laughs> so y'all are kind of just toting nonsense. Um, but any despite that, people were arguing about how quickly it was approved, how quickly it was made, despite the fact that y'all's favorite President Trump, like the same media pundits were arguing about this, their same president had an Operation Warp Speed to make a vaccine fast. And so <laughs> my question is, 
despite all these contradictions kind of traveling around like the media and like social media, um, do you think that this will still prompt people to get vaccinations um, as they are hoping? Um, I think only a small percentage of people, because I'm thinking a lot of people who keep throwing every excuse yeah. is really just moving the goalposts, in my opinion, because I'm yeah. thinking, oh, you're, I'm not going to do that because it's an experimental drug because it's just been developed too quickly, even though it's been in development for like years, probably even decades even. So mm-hmm. therefore, it gets approved by the FDA and say, oh, you're just gonna trust the FDA. The FDA is corrupt. So then they start putting those news stories out on the interweb saying, yeah. oh, let me go do other things. And I think it's also frustrating because also at the same time, they are like a lot of people are using ivermectrin or something, uh, a drug used for like worms in the heart. And they're using like the uh, cattle version of it. So people are put in as depositories and they're putting it up their butts and like either giving themselves severe diarrhea or like killing themselves over it. I mean, you guys tell you're not sheep, but you're taking like medicine that's meant for sheep. So I understand. I mean, I appreciate skepticism, but then also at the same time, y'all favorite president Trump um, had this and I'll get praise to Trump for that. I mean, Operation Warsby was great. I'll give him praise for a couple of things, but broken, uh, broken clocks right twice a day. So I just think a lot of people say it wasn't F, uh, F, uh, FDA approved or just moving the goal towards say, oh, I don't trust the FDA. The FDA is corrupt or maybe Biden's doing something or like the powers that be, the cabal are, move, are doing something to like get the microchips inside of us. And really that's not true because the, the drug, they say it takes one to two years to get approved. Um, they were giving people, they got approval, I want to say last year, and it's getting pretty close to a year when it got approved. So what's up? Listen, I just need y'all to come out and just say that you don't trust the government and to basically just stand in the fact that you hate the rest of us and move <laughs> on. Like, just give us a middle finger and move on with your lives because it's tiresome at this point. Like y'all are a detriment to the actual people who have actual real concerns about, you know, what the drug may or like the vaccine may or may not do to their health. And you're over here talking about, oh, the FDA just did this because it's a crash drug. They're just trying to do this for money. And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, it's like, it's it's just for me, it's just kind of like it's the contradictions for me. Okay. It's like yeah. if you don't want to get it, then just don't get it. Don't talk about how, oh, it was made too quickly when like literally that was the whole point. Like he made them make it quickly. He pressured manufacturers to make this quickly so that the economy could go back to normal, quote unquote. Like right. that's gonna happen again. Like, or whatever. Like, you know, this is not. Y'all are weird. Like, so you're mad because he did the exact thing he said he's going to do. This is the one of the few times Trump did the exact thing he said he was going to do. And you're like, I can't believe that they did this. This is a Biden thing. Bitch, the vaccine was in work since like, like Trump was in office. Like last, when this happened. How you going to yeah. blame 
Y'all are really like on, on here all week, sitting up here blaming the wrong presidents for the wrong thing. Y'all are, I'm not going to go into Afghanistan because like that's, I don't know enough about it. I right. started happening. We were both children and we have like, and we have no background knowledge, but we know enough to know that Afghanistan started with Bush and like, <laughs> with, with W. Bush and maybe the president preceding him like it's this is not like yeah it's probably like a lot of the problems predate us and thing mm-hmm. is we kind of come in and we fuck a lot of shit up i know it's a lot more complicated because we kind of come in with our american attitude and just fuck shit up and i'm thinking we should probably stop doing that to other nations <laughs> when we have problems at home because being all that 20 trillion dollars we spent on this war probably two trillion we could have used that for like fixing a lot of the issues that we have domestically right so yeah all of so, that. yeah it's the moving the goalpost for me because even trump was booed when he said we should go get vaccinated but i'm thinking you made this monster and now you can't control it Right. It's like, how you gonna boo this man for making sense for once in his goddamn life? Like, like, for once, his brain wasn't totally taken over by this weird parasite demon living there. And he was like, vaccines! And y'all were like, no! And it's just like, (laughs) oh, man. (laughs) He made sense and you said, no. No. I'm just saying, like, that's all I'm saying. Just say that you hate us. So that you don't give a fuck about everybody else's health, including your own, and move on. Because I'm tired of these excuses. Like, y'all are ridiculous, and it's exhausting. Um, Moving along, though, Mm -hmm. to, like, people who have real problems, real health issues that they've overcome. The Paralympics started this week. Um, And it got me to thinking about the stark differences between, like, kind of the push for the Paralympics and the Olympics there's kind of, I feel like there's a disparity in like the kind of coverage and media coverage that the Olympics gets in comparison to the Paralympics. I've seen stuff about it on Twitter, but not that, not as frequently as I saw when the Olympics were on, right? Right. So my question is, am I just crazy or like, is there a no, disparity? I think you're right. There is not a lot of coverage for Paralympics compared to Olympics, even though this Olympics was one of the lowest viewed Olympics, not because of woke pop, not because of woke uh, athletes, it's right. because mostly uh, the coverage just sucked. <laughs> they didn't mm-hmm. cover anyone else besides American. I know like for field hockey, a guy was recording a roach the whole time instead of winning uh, the winning um, shot. So I think there should be like more representation for Paralympics because mm-hmm. I think also what helped with the Olympics, and I think we should do the same with the uh, Olympics do the same with the Paralympics. I guess a lot of people kind of like watch on to certain like uh, Olympians. Like mm-hmm. constantly throughout the Olympics, I heard a lot about Simone Biles. So, and they kind of latch on to them. And I also know there was a, I think an American sprinter. Uh, I think his girlfriend's also a long jumper and he himself is like Paralympics because he has no, I guess, limbs from the knee down. So mm-hmm. I think why not just like hype up these uh, Olympians and probably give interest to their lives because I'm thinking yeah. it's great because we love Simone Biles because she uh, overcame so much because right. you know she grew up as an orphan got separated through the foster care system and then she comes to Spring Texas and she did all this so I'm thinking we should probably learn more about the Paralympics like where they came from I mean these are people that overcame adversity and probably uh 
and doing like phenomenal things in the Paralympics. So I think we should probably hype up some of these Paralympics, learn more about them. And I know a lot of people don't talk about people with disabilities and also give more education to those, well, make the public more knowledgeable about people with disabilities because not all disabilities are shown. Like, yeah, you can see yeah. someone that is without a limb or broke or without a limb in a wheelchair. But I'm thinking, what well, about those that are not always the same? Let's say if you're legally blind, but mm-hmm. think, oh, you don't look blind. I'm thinking there's degrees to like blindness. So I'm thinking we need to see more about that as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely... Obviously, I came off the question, so I feel like there's a disparity, obviously. Like, I heard about the opening ceremony, and then it was just, like, when I would go on social media, like, I would get peeps of, like, oh, somebody won a bronze medal from America. Somebody won this from America. And I'd be like, oh, okay. But not nearly. Like, I feel like half of the trending during the Olympics, when I was on Twitter, was about the Olympics. <laughs> like, yeah. it's never, like... I couldn't go a day without knowing something was going on in the Olympics. Like, I was like, oh, okay, great. We won a medal. Like, I just, I don't know. But like, I, yeah, and it's, I mean, there's a, there's a whole host of disabilities. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's, uh, I mean, like, and you're right. Like, we should be hyping up these Olympians because we do hype up with Olympians with a story or whatever. All of these people have stories. Like, yeah. especially like underdog adverse story. That's literally their whole lives. They grew up yeah. without some, they grew up with, without, um, what's the word I want to, they grew up without something. I don't want to say normal because it's rude, <laughs> but you know, no, like, I don't, I don't think that they grew up without, you know, the standard more like structure, right? And, like, wide support. And I know a lot yeah. of people come in thinking, uh, cause I heard about, uh, one, uh, I guess basketball parts, uh, basketball player for the Paralympics for the Olympic uh-huh. team. Like he wanted to join the military, but he couldn't. And he wrestled. And he was part of the Secret Service. So thinking to serve my country even further beyond the, beyond the Secret Service, I'm gonna play for the American basketball team. He did made the first time, but he made it around the second time. So uh-huh. I want to hear more stories about him and his backstory. Right. Yeah, I heard about him too, and I think I heard about a swimmer. Um, yeah. A swimmer, but like I feel like I have less than five people that maybe like I could I can like jog my memory and be like okay yeah, and I don't know that man's name like because I only heard it once passing on the news. So like yeah. I'm just saying, I think yeah, I think similar to like the WNBA where I think they probably need like more backing from people. Like yeah. I know crap tons about the NBA because they have like crap loads of sponsorships video games, all this stuff. And I think for the WNBA, same thing for the Paralympics. I'm not saying they're one the same. I'm just thinking right, no. they need like more support, like yeah. more commercials, more sponsors, and like more, uh, I just, I guess more yeah, sponsors, resources, money to like hype them up even more as we do our regular Olympians. Yeah. They are Olympians. They are. I mean, hello, I can't do... As an able-bodied person, I can't do any of the things that anybody can do in Paralympics. <laughs> so, yes, but congratulations to all the Paralympians who have won so far and who are competing. Thanks for representing our country. Um, <laughs> our terrible, trash-ass country. But <laughs> nevertheless, um, moving on. Uh, to something lighter, uh, despite the fact that fall does not start for another 24 days, technically, Starbucks said the girls are outside, they want to wear their Ugg boots, give them the pumpkin spice drinks. (laughs) 
And as well, they've also added a apple crisp macchiato, um, which I'm sure will become a crowd favorite. If that weren't enough, Halloween decorations are already descending upon, you know, the store Spirit Halloween has already like marked out all their freaking like temporary spots and all your favorite little strips across the nation. Um, and so, I mean, they're just like, they're descending like Candyman is going to descend from the mirror and take your soul. So my question to you is, um, do you think businesses are making up for the fact that like there's there weren't a lot of because fall is literally like where we have a whole bunch of gatherings. I feel yeah. like the majority of them. So you feel like people are jumping the gun because we didn't get to have those last year. Yeah, and I think there's not as many restrictions as there were before because I remember oh. everything just like shut the goddamn down right. uh, last year. And I think this year there's a little bit more, people are more open, I think, even though more people are dying. So I'm thinking, you're not going to stop my freedom. So right. I think people are more open and I think they're trying to capitalize on it too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's all about the capitalism, baby. So get more money. Indeed. Um, I agree. I can't wait to see a whole bunch of like little tiny political trick-or-treaters just in like some fucking American flag paraphernalia. Um, I live in an apartment complex. I don't know how that works because um, I wasn't here last year for so I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to work trick-or-treating wise. I'm <laughs> like, do I need to get candy? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how that works. Um, I don't know that this is any earlier than they usually do it, but I guess it just feels that way because last year, again, we really didn't get to do like any of this yeah. stuff. Like we weren't supposed to be doing. Let me make that clear because y'all were still doing shit that you weren't supposed to, but we weren't supposed <laughs> to be doing any of this stuff. So it just does feel earlier to me. Maybe it's because I'm on Twitter a lot more this year than I was last year, I guess. And I just noticed, and, and I'm working for this podcast. So like, I just noticed things quicker. I'm like, why the fuck is Starbucks already giving these girls their fucking pumpkin spice drinks? <laughs> I like pumpkin spice. It's me, yeah. Bitches like pumpkin spice. It's me, I'm bitches. I like the pumpkin spice. <laughs> she does. She loves pumpkin spice. And I'm just like, you know what? Power to you, Belmar. It's not pretty. <laughs> um, but- you know what? Hey, y'all get your pumpkin spice drinks, your apple crisp macchiatos, and you walk around and you have your events. Okay. Power mm -hmm. to you and your pumpkin patches and shit. Um, speaking of desserts and, and things of that nature, this is a terrible segue. Hot girl <laughs> Megan the Stallion has collaborated with K-pop sensation BTS to create a remix of one of their new singles, their new English singles, Butter. Mm -hmm. um, there was controversy earlier this week in which Megan claimed her label was not going to let her release it, but clearly that got cleared up because it got released, okay? Like, I think mm -hmm. it Friday? Yeah, Friday. Um, uh, it got, yeah, it got resolved. I added in a note here that said potentially through the craze and extraordinary power of the hottie army fandom. <laughs> um, I don't know that to be true though, but I bet it has something to do with it. Anyway, um, two things I wanted to ask. Do you think this earlier announcement in the week was her just basically trying to drum up more listeners for the remix? And have you listened to it and do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. 
But one thing I love about Meg the Stallion, almost every remix that she's been on, she always adds something to it. Mm -hmm. So I would be listening to it. I think probably it could be. I'm not sure what was the issue was that kind of prevented it. So maybe she's trying to get ahead of it and say, okay, this is the issue that's going on. And maybe also try to like drum up because I'm guessing she's good at social media as well. Yes. And I guess one thing people love is drama. Especially they, love, they love drama. Listen, I'm just saying, I mentioned the crazed power of army because they get shit done. Okay. They once bought up a full Trump rally so that he didn't have any seats available. <laughs> yeah. I think that was happened to, I think his it was, no, it wasn't. Zoko. Oh yeah. One of his rallies, I think it was, no, it wasn't Oklahoma, but I think it was another one. Yeah, it was one of his rallies. Like, basically, they're like, we're tired of you. They bought up all his seats, and then then nobody showed up. And I was like, that is, or whoever did show up, basically was just there with, like, BTS signs. And, like, (laughs) they're like, we're not here for you (laughs) to boo him. I was like, listen, ARMY is terrifying, but also at the same time, they're very funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I definitely feel like Megan mentioned this to get more people like riled up. And and even though like the song was gonna do well, regardless, let me just make something clear. BTS is so big and powerful and has such a, their their foot is on your neck so hard (laughs) that y'all, y'all literally would not breathe. You were waiting to breathe until that fucking song came out. So it didn't matter that if she did this, but it probably helped for her fan base. I'm gonna say that much like, to get her fan base interested in in it even though i do feel like a large percentage of bts's international fan base is probably black and brown people it's black and brown people like it's just and by black and brown i mean mostly black people mostly black (laughs) girls fight me if you want to um (laughs) so yeah like i just i feel like that was mostly for her fan base and it worked like i listened to the song I liked Megan's verse on it. Y'all are gonna come for me. I don't, I don't, I don't care for the song that much. Like the original, it's cool. There are some lines in there that I'm like, this is clever. Like they they say a line about Usher, and then they're like, they say, don't need no Usher to know that you got it bad. And I'm like, oh, that's actually clever. But like <laughs> overall, though, like the song is not written for me leave me alone okay like I just I don't I haven't listened to permission to dance let me be clear I'm not an army okay I don't own any of their merchandise I haven't went to any of your concerts I don't like listen to any of their shit when it first comes out like I'm not crazed or anything like that I don't follow like all their video I don't do any of that shit I like them okay so let's just discount that right now I'm probably not an army or if I am, I'm like the lowest tier or something like below baby <laughs> armies or whatever. That's how little I want them to succeed, but I will give as little as my money as possible to make that happen. Okay, so there's that. But like, 
I just, I don't, at the same token, I don't not want to like their stuff. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, it's not that I don't want to like their shit, okay? It's not that, like, I go into this and go, man, I'm going to hate this shit. No, <laughs> I haven't, I literally haven't listened to Permission to Dance because I'm afraid that I'm also not going to like that song, okay? <laughs> like, I did, I don't like Dynamite. It's literally like my least favorite song that they've come out with recently. Butter is a little bit better. And I haven't listened to Permission to Dance because, again, I'm not trying to, like, be all, like, not for me you know what i'm saying so i just yeah. need everybody not to come for me in the comments okay <laughs> leave me if anybody even comments on this at some point like just leave me alone okay i like what i like um speaking <laughs> speaking of music um and lawsuits is it, <laughs> still a bad transition um Spencer Eldon of the baby on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album is suing for sexual exploitation of his image decades later. And when I say decades, I mean this literally came out in 1991. Um, so uh, my question to you is, if you've even heard of this story, do you think that this is a cash grab? Because I mean... Um Real yeah, because I heard about it, and I do know that Nirvana album, because I do listen to Nirvana, um, with the baby naked on it, and his mm -hmm. little wee-wee's out, mm -hmm. but then they point out it could be a cash grab, because, like, every, like, I think, like, decade, like, 10 years, 20 years after the fact, he, like, recreates the same photo, but he's clothed. So I think this being a popular album, I mean, I'm a little bit sus that could be a cash grab. Yeah. Because I'm surprised he didn't do that earlier, but I'm yeah. guessing he has his reasons. I'm not sure what if his family was forced into, because I'm thinking someone needs to sign off on that. Right. Yeah. Not and I guess it probably was the 90s, because there are naked baby pictures, because I have like naked baby pictures myself, but yeah. I'm not going to slap it on an R&B album. <laughs> Yes, like you have, there's a picture that my dad put on a shirt of me in the bathtub. And I'm like, what is this for? My mm -hmm. man probably still has that goddamn shirt as well. I, in fact, let me call him after this is over <laughs> to make sure that he gets rid of that shit. Because what I don't want is anyone ever finding that shirt. Nobody needs a picture of me in the bathtub on a shirt. Yeah, I mean, there's also me when I was a baby. I guess my I was being changed. So here I am with my legs all open doing eh. So yeah, <laughs> if that was like slapped on like an album and the album was released every 20, 30 years, I mean, I guess it will be awkward. And I guess that's technically is child pornography. Um, I'm guessing, I guess it's not sexual. I'm just, okay, a baby's getting changed, but I'm guessing if you feel like, um, nervous or just uncomfortable with his image of him being naked in a pool, I can probably understand that, but he also recreated the image several times before. So I'm not sure if he wasn't paid enough when he initially did that because he was a minor. So his parents probably started off on that or probably something else. I am a little bit sus. It could be a cash grab, but I am open mind to see where it goes yeah i mean i i'm kind of leaning towards the idea that this is a cash grab and i'm not listen what i'll say to you is to everybody get your money where you can get your money okay <laughs> like if you have to sue a popular rock band to get your coin then you do that okay <laughs> but i mean that is a whole bunch of fees that you have to pay like that's not free like before y'all yeah. go out here and start suing people you do have to pay lawyer fees 
like yeah. court appearance and like there's fees for this shit okay but like you know if you feel like it's worthwhile go ahead whatever i just feel like why did you wait till you were a whole fucking 30 years old that's yeah. what i'm trying to figure out that's the only thing like if you felt like it was a problem why didn't you like figure that out at like 20 uh, yeah like a like like 25 you had a whole like 18 to 30 years to be all like wait a minute fuck that i don't like the fact that my picture is on the front of an album and i'm naked it just it seems sus to me unless this is a case that he's been building for a long time in which case it could be possible like you know we just because we just hear about cases doesn't mean they were filed yesterday child like they yeah you know this could have been something he decided years ago but like it's still just i don't know it just seems kind of like people make art all the time with naked bodies children included for not sexual purposes so i don't know how much of a case he actually has to be perfectly honest with you because again he was a minor he didn't have any rights technically so it's just kind of like that was your parents decision or your guardians decision. i don't know whoever um to put you on the front of an album cover naked yeah and they sold it like i it kind of feels like to me like you're going after the wrong person like you if you were really mad about it you should go after whoever your parents and guardians are <laughs> tell them, like why did you sell my naked image to a popular rock band in the 90s yeah the album went on to be i guess one of their best albums so right and i'm right. guessing he wants that coin because you know every year they re-release it All right so again i'm not mad at you i'm just saying like why this route? What? <laughs> Why not a different one? But to each his own. Um, speaking of lawsuits, thanks <laughs> to Bell Mars, who uh, sent this to me earlier this week. Uh, the other major lawsuit of this week is Klim- Kimberly Klatchik. Classic, I guess. Classic, but classic. I heard it pronounced classic. But I guess classic is hilarious. Classic? <laughs> I don't know. Classic. Yeah, classic. classic. I, I go with classic. I'm going to say classic. Versus Candace Owens after Candace figured this Trump thumper might as well be called Kimberly the Clap because she's a strip club madam who launders money and does cocaine and that doesn't sit right with her white American values. In response to this, um, Kim Kim said, run me my coin of $20 million for defamation of character, you hoe. Um, because she claims that she was at several lucrative business ventures, including like a, a book deal, um, among several other things. I don't know. I've never heard of this lady, but that could be true. Yeah. Um, it's literally like trying to pick sides between like two monsters who are going to kill you. Like, do you want the vampire to like drain you of blood or do you want the werewolf to rip you to shreds? Like, it's just like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, so I actually heard about this story before because Kimberly Klasick, I guess to give some background, she ran for the Baltimore congressional seat. Um, Elijah Cumming passed away and he was running against like another black man uh, who married to the first, uh, he, she's the granddaughter of the first female NAACP president of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So she lost that seat, but she gained big praise because she was a black woman running in a district. She said, oh, Baltimore is going downhill. 
and black people don't have to become Democrats. I had to agree with that. And then Trump hyped her up. And then she also was the only black woman to talk at the RNC in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, and she was appearing on Fox. So she was the new darling black conservative, I guess taking Candace Owens stick. So then recently, I think this because Candace Owens is being hella petty right now. <laughs> so they were debating go back and forth. So Candace Owens being, you know, the, her uh, uncle Ruckus self was complaining about Juneteenth. <laughs> her exact quote is, Black America will, w- okay, sometimes I wonder if ever Black America will wake up to psychological warfare and perpetually brainwash to believe that everything is racist, Owens tweeted at the time. Mm-hmm. So Kimberly Clasic, our girl KK said, Believe it or not, not many in Black America are very aware of the fight is about classism rather than racism. Unfortunately, the loudest mouth with the largest platform represent the majority. This might come to a shock to you because your lack of engagement with Black people. So Candace being petty made that 44 minute video on Instagram live. I mean, how fucking petty you have to be to go 44 minutes. I didn't even know they'll let you post a 44 minute video on yeah, Instagram. So parents say, oh, Kim Klasik, she's a prostitute. I mean, she ran the strip club and everything. And I guess being in conservative circles is pretty small. So rumor read that. So she's stealing Candace Owens for 20 million dollars so i mean it's like watching two people you hate just fighting i'm thinking girl fight girl (laughs) that's right somebody play that old ass like brooke valentine song girl fight like in the background i want to see i hope candace owens has to pay 20 million (laughs) dollars do you think that was my question do you think that our old girl kimmy is going to get her nice chunk of change yeah, and to me, I think she should because I think it is a good area. And I think also it shows me how scary it is because I understand being a Black person, like many times you're the only Black person in the room. Hell, many times I'm the only woman in the room. Mm-hmm. But it also shows, and I think it, Candace Owens is addicted to being that. The only Black woman in the room, only woman, because like almost every conservative that's a woman, like she does, she and Tommy Lauren have to disagree in an opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, most Black conservatives were talking down to her because I think she was saying, oh, Ahmaud Arbery deserves to be shot. And a lot of Black conservatives said, no, it isn't. And then now Kim Clayson, another Black female conservative. I mean, if a lot of Black conservatives and female conservatives don't fuck with you, then I think it's a total grift. Right. If the only people you get along are white male with are white male conservatives, that's sus as fuck. Even if I was a conservative, because it's like I would have to be like I I would have to have no eyes and like not understand the world to be all to not know that a white man <laughs> is this part of the root of my issues. So, I mean, I think she's just happy to be one of the good ones. And I understand, let's say hypothetically, you are conservative and you like to pull your bootstraps mentality. You love guns, you, you love Jesus and you mm-hmm. love trickle down economics. <laughs> but the everything else is my problem. It's the, it's the starter conservative pack. <laughs> And yes, I mean, I agree that you can be black and be conservative. Yeah. I mean, people do. No, say it with your chest. I'll say it with my <laughs> chest. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm just curious and thinking, oh, why you're conservative? 
Because I, I, there are a lot of people who are minorities that are women, gay, who are conservative. I'm thinking if you just like it, I guess, on principle, I guess. But sure. everything else about the conservative party just really pulls me away. Right. Like, I don't. But again, like, I feel like that's something that we're not wired to understand. <laughs> we grew up too intelligent, too, like, too, I mean, despite the fact that we had shitty Texas schooling, we grew up <laughs> too intelligent for us to just be all like, oh, yes, these things make sense when we know that they don't. <laughs> so, I think it's money. I wonder how much they're getting because I know Candace Owens is worth two to three million dollars. Wow. Um, and then she married into a rich British family. So she, I guess she got the coin. Get it. She married into the central. The, the, she married into the colonizer. She said, I want to go back to that old world racism where it all began. Yes. Oh, no wonder she called this woman a uh, harlot, cocaine snorting, money laundering whore. if that's true that sounds fun (laughs) right like I'm just saying like I was like I don't see a problem like what if who cares if she was a madame like (laughs) like snorting cocaine that sounds good for her like yeah are you a small business woman I thought you guys love small business I mean that's the great thing about being conservative (laughs) why are you trying to tear down small businesses okay that's what I want to know and also why can't she launder money from the government that you don't want to be lording over you with all their taxes and shit okay you let her live her life you basic bitch yes okay. she's arguing against small government i mean why can't i snore cocaine see that's right see, i'm conservative now small government small government for the win if i want to snore cocaine off of a stripper's body i will <laughs> damn it oh i hope she gets all her coin listen again i'm gonna choose the werewolf because maybe I have a furry kink but like I don't this is a side note please don't come into my inbox going hey girl I have a costume I don't but like (laughs) but like I'm choosing the werewolf today because uh, werewolves turn other people into werewolves when they bite them so I'll join the pack I guess I don't know and by daylight werewolves are normal (laughs) right exactly like you selfish greedy bastard vampires who just Candace Owens is the vampire trying to drain the life out of all of us with her foolishness and I'm not here for it okay okay (laughs) but her hair looks nice in that clip I guess that's the only nice thing I'll say her hair looks a bit nicer and I guess in the clip for her Candace Owens I love how it went from it looks nice to a bit nicer girl just say what you need to say and say that it still looks burnt but less burnt than it usually does okay (laughs) I mean maybe she got someone black to work on her hair Oh, wow. She tolerated another Black woman in the room to get her hair done. Oh, but the Black woman is subservient to her. Ah, uh, that's why. Steve <laughs> Belmar makes sense. She knows. She can get there. I'm like, what? Um, I'm trying to understand their mindset because I, I study like true crime cults. So I'm thinking, okay, that's where normal people went from. I'm a normal nine to five job to let me go drink poison in a fucking South America. Right. Hey, to each his own girl but i hope she takes you for every penny you have you and your white man <laughs> they both have white men but then again here i am with a white hispanic so i can't judge no or i can judge away he's a right. mexican a spicy white that's right 
this other man is a colonist British original racism. <laughs> no excuses. Um, okay, last but not least, it was a week of announcing remakes, specifically live action, um, a live action Cowboy Bebop starring John Cho. Mm -hmm. And today it was announced that the zombie, thr the South Korean zombie thriller Train to Busan is getting an American remake. Um, and so my question to you is, do you think they will fuck these up like they do with every other East Asian property that they get their hands on? Just go. Yeah. I mean, because I remember when Netflix made the Death Note. Um, oh, let's forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the newer one, with the Cowboy Bebop, because I remember watching Cowboy Bebop because, yes, I watched Adult Swim when I was a kid, even still today, if it comes on. Uh, shout out to YouTube TV, sponsor this channel. Yeah, sponsor this channel, YouTube TV. <laughs> <laughs> or like Noom or Amazon. Uh, and it looks good. They, uh, John Cho looks great as Spike. A lot of people complain that, oh, he's too old. And then they're complaining that Jet is a black guy. I mean, his name is Jet Black. Uh, I actually don't mind. Um, it depends how it's acted. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mind race bending. Like, oh yeah, what if they make a black person? Why? I'm thinking they already have done that. And I was about to say, like, what do you they do that all the fucking time? <laughs> so I'll give it a chance, come with open expectations. Oh, I know a couple people complain about Bay Valentine not being sexy, big old titties. <laughs> um I'm thinking. Oh, I so they got the costume right. They got a lot of the things because mm -hmm. I'm okay with like Jet looks great. He reminds me a little bit of Barry from Final Fantasy VII. So yes. he has that going for him. Um, I haven't heard about the South Korean film, but one thing I love about South Korean, they're really really good with horror. Mm -hmm. And I know many times Americans do take like horror films and they do turn into something else, like The Ring mm -hmm. uh, or The Grudge. They're practically the same. I'm not gonna lie, Girl in the Well with creepy ass face. <laughs> I know horror fans will come after me, but yeah, um, it is good. So I wonder if they just keep the same essence, like they get a director that knows the source material because several times they get like directors who don't know shit about the source material, like yes. the Dragon movie. Um, the director, he is Japanese, but he never watched an episode of Dragon Ball. So how the hell are you going to do that? And uh, same thing with Shyamalan. Well, Shyamalan actually watched the show, but then they watched watch the hell out of it. Yes. So. I'll be open-minded. I'm hoping they don't screw it up because I'm thinking Son the Hedgehog. I'm more excited for Son the Hedgehog 2 coming out with mm. Idris Elba as yes. Knuckles. <laughs> Idris. And, and so far, my benchmark for a good like video game remake is Son the Hedgehog and everything else is lesser than because even for <laughs> Deck Pack and Pikachu was a little bit weird, even for a Pokemon movie. <laughs> right? But just, yeah, hey. so I'll keep an open mind and hopefully they don't screw it up because I know a lot of times people who don't watch the original series uh, watches this and thinking, oh, this is great. And, you know, as a fan, I'm thinking, oof, uh, the original version is better. And right. like my sis, my sister Stewie watched the last airbender by Shyamalan and said oh this is a great movie um and me as an avatar the last airbender fan it, it just hurts my heart knowing how great the series was right like it's like you came in uh at the dying end of this like this this era of airbender but it's like it's true yeah like I so I definitely need 
please, if you're listening, you're probably not, but like maybe one day <laughs> you will listen to this and say, we should have listened to Bell Mars and Nikki Alley. Um, <laughs> If you're listening to this by chance before this movie comes out, please, please, for the love of fucking God, please watch the goddamn source material. <laughs> and and also, they did a good job with Cowboy Bebop. I like that there's still like an Asian lead. Please do not whitewash the fuck out of Train to Busan. I, like, <laughs> listen, I've never watched it because I don't like horror. Um, <laughs> it makes me I I would love to see Candyman because I love Jordan Peele, but at the same time I don't like nightmares. Um, so <laughs> I can't. Well, what I like about Candyman because I used to hate horror, but now I love it because Candyman is a type of killer. Can you need permission for him to come kill you? Just don't say his name five times in the mirror and you're good. True, fair, but like everybody's gonna say because they're they're like interested, but like. I'm just saying, like, I can't, I'm tempted to just buy a ticket and not go. Like, <laughs> be like, here, there's your coin. Like, I, I contributed to the diaspora, okay? Now you can't say that I didn't give you anything, but I'm not going to watch it because, I mean, I don't like being scared. I don't like, this is my thing. I don't like psychological thrillers. Now, I can do gore. Like, I can do, like, a Final Destination because that move, those movies are dumb. I can do that. Like, if it's just a movie about a whole bunch of stupid characters I'm not going to care about dying one after the other, I'm like, oh, this is fine, whatever. Because I don't care about them. And I actually kind of want to see them die because your decision-making, piss poor, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the point. With a lot of, like, I know, 80s slacker films, they're made because, like, teenagers, to stop teenagers from having sex. Teenage. So, of course, they're purposely horrible. So if they die, you don't feel as sorry for them. No. Or I think with newer horror, it's more psychological and you do feel sorry for the people. Exactly. Like, so I can't watch, I can't watch Saw movies, even though those are pretty gory because there are decision making, like there's decisions involved. <laughs> there's like, like there's trauma. I'm like, that's okay. No, not for me. But I mean, I heard about Train to Busan when it first came out, when I was like really into K-drama, it was like, it came out several years ago and it was like super fucking popular um but again like I was like zombies oh no um <laughs> not 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 for not for Nikki Alley um but like yeah like I just please I don't know what you're even gonna call it actually like because it's called Train to Pusan which is literally a, <laughs> a whole entire Providence in freaking like South Korea so what are you gonna call it train to New York like I don't know like but like regardless of whatever you call it please make sure you don't just put a whole bunch of white people in it because I will I mean I'll watch it then because I won't care about any of these white people that. <laughs> I mean I love to see if they do like racialize it like let's say they do it like train to I guess Los Angeles or like yeah. something a little bit more multicultural so they have an excuse to, like get different types of people in there I guess yeah. that would be an interesting like remake if you like yeah. try to do like a I guess colorblind casting and you just have like people of different races in there and that gets kind of feel sad if like the black guy dies dies first yeah oh. maybe make like okay my ideal world I think maybe make the main guy South Korean and like a couple of other like key characters of Asian descent especially if you're gonna do Los Angeles because then that makes sense because they're 
a lot of Asian people in Los Angeles. And then like, give me some more people of color. Like now put me in some, some Hispanic people, put me in some black people and then give me as little white people as possible on this train. Like that's what I want, okay? Like a black, a white uh, background character, like here's your train ticket. Yeah, like she could be the, the train stewardess. But I want the camera to be on as many people of color as possible because, and because this is the thing, right? Obviously, Train to Busan doesn't have any like diversity because, hello, like South Korea is a mostly homogeneous country. They don't have a lot of, they don't have diversity. Yeah. I mean, unless they put it like near like an American base. So therefore, it's focused on a white guy. <laughs> no, fuck that. I don't want any, I don't want a white main character. Are you, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want a white main character. You're taking this from South Korea. I want at least give me like an Asian like lead. Okay. If it can't be South Korean, which don't give me an excuse that it can't be because there are plenty of Parandal Park. Like there are, I could list some people right now that are South Korean that you could pick, but at least give me somebody Asian. Okay. <laughs> like just, and I don't, and like the white guy can be like a train steward or something. I don't know, but like, I don't want anyone white to be important. <laughs> okay. I'm curious, now I wanna watch that movie, the original Train to Busan. I guess maybe compare the two and see how they're gonna do. Yeah, um, I, I mean, like, it, again, it was like wildly popular in South Korea. Like nobody would shut up about it in the spheres. So I'm pretty sure it's very good. So like, I recommend it. I'm not gonna watch it again because my biggest fear is having a zombie kill me in public. If a zombie is going to kill me, I want it to kill me in the privacy of my own home. Like, like <laughs> eat me when I'm in bed or something. So I can die peacefully-ish, like in my house. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that in astrology in a second. But that wraps up yeah Renee we're gonna take a quick break because I'm really hot like I need to turn down my like ring light and then we'll be back <laughs> we're back and we're gonna do astrology now um well mostly Nikki Alley's gonna talk about astrology because <laughs> Belmars is not Belmars knows but Belmars is like I know only know so much so for those of you wondering, uh, I'm just going to do a brief little thing telling you about astrology. Most of what I'm going to take out is from this book, uh, the only astro astrology book you'll ever need. It is by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. Look at the cover. Um, but I'm just going to give you like a really quick different definition according to her of what astrology is. Um, blah, blah, blah. Skip, skip, skip. Yeah. um but you know what while I look why don't you tell us about how you what you feel like astrology means Belmar well astrology from my understanding ooh, excuse me mm -hmm. is mostly kind of was when uh kind of tells like a person's forecast is in life yeah uh based on when they were born and I guess that's because that's the placement of where the stars is and I guess kind of they do have like similar characteristics I'm guessing just because you were born under a certain zodiac for example um doesn't mean you always act like that because I know some pretty mean Pisces <laughs> or aggressive yeah. 
And I'm guessing also some lazy Capricorns and some Aries. Well, the Aries I know is pretty impulsive. So I'm not sure that's unique to him. And some people say, oh, Pisces are more like more likely to go to art. Um, I'm more in STEM, but I am artistic as a mm-hmm. hobby. Like I like making like birthday cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing, and I guess that's why people make fun of it. So it's like, oh, ha, 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 oh, you're just like this. Like uh, everyone's destined to be on a path. So if you stray away from it, astrology is not real. I'm thinking not exactly. I mean, you can't predict your lottery numbers. I'll be sweet if you did. Yeah, but you can't. Um, those are all good things that we're going to definitely get, to, especially that misconception part, because a lot of people have misconceptions about astrology. But astrology, I had to search for it on the web. She wasn't giving me a definition fast enough. Um, I was not <laughs> as prepared for this as you may think I should have been. But um, it is a noun. It's the study of the movements of in relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence on human affairs and the natural world. Now, Yes, that's a pretty accurate repre- uh, that's a pretty accurate definition. I will say though, um, and this kind of goes into the misconceptions part of astrology. Most astrologers know that astrology is a pseudoscience. Like, uh, please don't like. I, I I think a lot of people, especially when you when they have negative experiences with people who are super like obsessed with astrology, they use it to like you know kind of basically dictate like Belmar said earlier a path and destiny in their life it's not like astrology is not that set in stone just like planets are not set in stone they can be in one position in the sky one day and then the next day like they could be in especially mercury that hope be moving around fast child like <laughs> like where the fuck are you but like they can be they move constantly and so it's just kind of like we know it's a pseudoscience and I especially, because I went to school for psychology, I would never try and say that it trumps any other sciences, especially sci- like the psychology of nature versus nurture. So for me right. to just kind of give in to the idea that like the stars predetermined our whole entire, like determine our whole entire destiny is ridiculous because that doesn't take into account like, you know, the way your parents raised you, any like events that happen in your life, the friends you make, any, it basically discounts all free will. And I'm not, I don't, I don't do that. Most people don't do that. Most astrologers don't do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's, we can knock that misconception off right now. If you do meet people who are fanatical about it, I haven't I don't know anybody like that like so like I mean you just met the wrong one child I don't know where you were what time you were at but like you you unfortunately have run across the wrong person um but yeah astrology is basically just a way for people to kind of as with any other kind of like um mythology or like religion almost in a sense it's a way for people to kind of understand human beings and the life around them and how you know planets have um effect on the terrestrial like the earth essentially um because i mean and we'll go into that but like the sun and the moon which are pretty much like the closest ish like (laughs) the closest (laughs) celestial bodies that we have determine like everyday life for us so that's the gist of like what kind of astrology explains um there's different types of astrology there's um I guess this is kind of like 
The most popularized one is derived off of Greek and Roman um, kind of myths and like in some mix of Babylonian like information, a lot of ancient civilizations. That's the one that a lot of people know, but there's also Vedic astrology. There's um, Chinese astrology. <laughs> there's, uh, that's what the Lunar New Year is for like if you yeah like there's also Vietnamese astrology was yes. kind of based on what year you were born yep mm-hmm. so there's there's native like native cultures have astrology like it's like everybody has one and so like you kind of have to think if everybody has an astrology then maybe it's not so crazy after all right <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about the one that's kind of most popularized here um in america because that's the one that we're kind of like raised up on i don't know a lot about you know the lunar new year and like the astrology that goes into like chinese and other cultures that um subscribe to that um but like fun fact next year is the year of the tiger we're in the year of the ox right now and also like side fun fact if it's your year you're not gonna have a good year I discovered that when it was 2018 and I did not have a good time. That was the year of the dog. <laughs> and I was, I'm a dog. And so I was just like, oof, when is this going to be over? <laughs> but um, yeah, like maybe we'll go if like this is, uh, uh, if y'all like this topic, we, I might kind of like dive into other, you know, astrologies and like explain them to you. Cause I, I mean, I like learning about them, but yeah. this is this one right now um so let's see let me get up my little thing um okay how can you benefit from astrology so i think the most important and like joanne joanna talks about this in the book astrology basically can help you kind of figure out you right if that makes sense like so it it i think astrology can kind of help you like identify um more about yourself more about the way that you can work with other people it's like it's just like a fun little tool that you can have in your toolbox to kind of help you um and it's just I just personally it's really fun for me to sit here and be all like and try to guess like people's signs you know what I'm saying like like okay you're this and I can totally tell, right? Like it's it's a fun way for you to get more in touch with yourself and kind of learn what you, cause like I'll say for myself yesterday, I did an entire thing where I went through my entire chart, which we'll get to in a second. And I read all of like my my chart and I was like, oh, okay, I see. Oh, okay, well, I think I'm, get, I'm getting over that. Okay, I think I see where this would have meaning and this doesn't have meaning, right? And it can also help you with kind of, I guess, like charting how you want to essentially live your life. Like I'll say for myself in like a lot of my planets and like my signs or whatever, every single one of those hoes says that I should be creative. <laughs> all of them like I was literally reading about like each like each sign in each planet in each house and I was like so I was right all along <laughs> like I've known since I was a kid that I was never supposed to be long term in a nine to five job and literally every single like you know like planet and 
So it confirms things like it, it confirms things, especially for me, because like you see patterns and you're like, oh, it makes sense now why I'm so fixated on these specific <laughs> things. Right. <laughs> so, it's cool. Like, I just think it's a cool little thing. Um, do you do you feel like you have benefited from astrology, Belmar? Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy because I remember I never knew about moon signs. You mentioned it to me. So I decided I'm going to look up that personality, uh, Pisces moon and uh, oh, Pisces sun and Capricorn moon. And while mm-hmm. I was reading it, say, oh, these people are very creative and they are also very, I guess, ambitious. And then sometimes on a whim, they can just probably just give up their ambitious nature because sometimes it's the Pisces way of like fighting with the Capricorn thinking, okay, since you're the sun sign or since you're my moon sign, I'm just going to go away. Like you can raise all this money, just give it all to charity. And I guess sometimes I do feel like that sometimes where, you know, I'm ambitious, I work hard and the other days on a whim, I'm thinking, eh, I'm just going to give up. I mean, it's bad, but I understand myself where it's like, yeah, I still have that ambitious nature. And I guess the whole, I want to help everything. So I think it understands my personality a little bit better. And it is entertaining to read. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so a couple of misconceptions about uh, astrology. Balmar has mentioned one of them just now. You are not just your sun sign. Um, a lot of people will be all like, will read like kind of their sun sign like horoscope or read like the sun sign attributes like let's just say for example you're a Capricorn and you read the Capricorn attributes and you get to the part where it says that you're like you like to go out a lot and this that and the fourth and you're like oh no I'm a homebody see this doesn't make sense no you got one thing wrong and that means that this whole thing is a sham and it's like (laughs) No, girl, like, that's not, you have many different signs to for many different facets of your personality. Um, I'm going to go through those and I say literally like all of them, I'm going to tell you all of them, all the definitions, but like the sun sign is literally just how it's your outward appearance. It's how um, you come across to most people um, once they get to like know you a little better once you're in a relationship. And I say that that's really specific and really important because there's another sign that people will see you first as like first impressions. Um, So, but don't like, if you feel like, oh, I don't resonate with my sun sign, like and all these attributes, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to because that's, there's as individuals, we're so complex in like the way that we, our personality works that there's no way that one possible thing can tell you all about yourself. Um, yeah. so, for example, me and my sister Stewie are both Pisces, but we act dramatically different. And that's because they were born at di- in different years, at different times, in different places, and different, all of that has to do with your birth chart um so like similarly to that like people will also say that especially compatibility things like most compatibility like you know chart things will be all like oh look at your sun sign look at your sun sign and then they'll tell you if you could be in love i'll tell you right now like most most of those work on this very basic level where it's like okay look at their sun sign look at your sun sign if you're a water and earth sign you belong with a water and earth sign or if you're a fire and air you belong with a fire air that's 
throw it out the window, girl. It doesn't work. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. work it, again because it doesn't get into the deeper penetrative level of all of the things that make up your personality and the things that you like and and stuff like that. The way that you love all of that, like it doesn't delve into that, and so you have to take those things to the grain of salt. Like, you know, so um, those are the, the first couple I can think of right now. I guess we'll kind of, we'll kind of get into the others as like, I kind of talk about it, but I'm going to talk about um, really the expansiveness of the chart now. So right. <laughs> um, you have 12 signs. Let's just start there. <laughs> you have 12 of them. Okay. You have 12 signs um, and they're based upon 12 the 12 celestial bodies okay not planets the plants are in there but like so you have a sun sign a moon sign a rising sign mercury venus uh jupiter saturn uranus neptune pluto um i feel like i'm missing one did i miss one belmars you have a lilith and then you, I, I feel like I missed one. It's okay. We'll get to it. In a second. But like those, those I'm missing one, but like, those are, those are basically the 12, there's 12 and they make up your whole entire like life. Right. And they're based upon the, the bodies that have, you know, Chiron is also technically considered one. I think now like astrologers have just kind of put that one in, Boop. but like, Oh, you know what I also want to talk about? The 13th sign. Nobody uses that. <laughs> Nobody. I don't even know what it's called. It starts with an O. They like crammed it in there, like in between like some yes. other signs. I don't know, but we don't know. Literally, you can't even like calculate a birth chart that will even give you that sign because it don't, they don't can like, they don't consider it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's officious. Oh. Yeah, so NASA shut it, shut it down, astrologers shut it down. That's a few times they're in agreement. <laughs> right. <laughs> the astrologers and the astronauts and the uh, like, like uh, astrophysicists, all the astro people got together and they said, no, no, no. No 13th no. sign. <laughs> they're like, there's no 13th sign. Boo to that. Okay, let's move on with our day. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no 13th sign. So, you have 12 of them some of them will be the same some of them won't but you have 12 signs and they are they reside they'll be different for each planet um like for instance belmar said earlier she's a pisces sun and a capricorn moon i'm a cancer sun and a taurus moon which like should just tell you a lot about how we just managed to get along really well because like we just have like water suns and like earth moons and that it just works that way um but going through the signs themselves um like I, a lot of people may hear people like categorizing the elements so the way that the signs are split up actually they're split, split up three ways okay so there's dualities which is literally like you have a sign that's your polar opposite so for bell mars hers is virgo Ta-da, you learn something new. So like if you, it doesn't necessitate, when I say polar opposite, it doesn't necessitate that, necessitate that you won't get along with your opposite sign. 
it just means that y'all are two opposite like kind of ends of the spectrum of this or like your two sides of the same coin almost so like right. here i'll i'll read i know mine off the top of my head so i'm a cancer my polar opposite is a capricorn cancer is supposed to be homebodies like they like being at home they like um they like making nests they like children they like and that's all true because i fucking love those things capricorns on the other hand are the opposite in which they're about image they're about public life they like parties they like how they appear to other people they like going out etc etc now i'll tell you this i don't think i've ever met a capricorn that's actually to that to a t but you know, it could be, you know, it could be that way. So let's see. I'm gonna tell you, Belmars, because you're my you're my guinea pig today. And your I mean, I do care about image, I do like partying, but I also need time to like refuel my battery because I don't mind going out in like big groups of friends right. up like for my birthday. Let's have a big old party, yay! <laughs> right, yeah, but like it's true, like you need everybody, so like yes. So hold on, where is it? Here it is. Oh my goodness. Oh wait. Oh, and dualities also goes into the fact that like, I forgot there's masculine signs and there's feminine signs. So all your like signs, like, I'm just gonna read this off. Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. Those are all masculine, quote unquote signs. Feminine signs are Taurus, Cancers, Virgo, Scorpios, Capricorns, and Pisces. We're all considered feminine signs. Does that mean that, you know, if you meet a female, like a, a female identifying Leo, like Munchie, that she's going to be aggressive as fuck? No. Like, like she's going to have like all of the masculine traits. Not necessarily. Like that they're going to be more masculine. No, it just means that they... It just means that that element and that sign is more like they have more masculine attributed traits. So they're forceful, they're like, they're assertive. They're, if you're a masculine, like a sign right. trait, like there's a lot logical sometimes, although I don't know all the times because I'll be meeting some Leos and I'm like, girl, why are you a lot? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be meeting some fire signs and I'm like, are you sure that you thought that all the way through? But anyway, sometimes they're impulsive and like water signs with feminine things are grounded. They like stability. They are more emotional, maybe more mysterious, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like that's, that's what the dualities are for. Um, and then uh, let me see, I'm trying to find the, the ones where it will tell you um maybe i'll just have to flip to it <sighs> gross um that will tell you which one is which um because everybody has like uh like a like a keyword that goes with their sunshine or their sign that um okay so like virgos are analyzation and Pisces are probably dream. <laughs> I dream. Right. <laughs> oh no, that's Aquarius. Um, yeah, it's I believe. Okay, so P Pisces is dreams and mysticism. 
They trust intuitions and feelings and they seek more spiritual values. Virgo is work and service. They deal in facts and reality, practical and material success. So that's what I mean by literally like there's just like, that's what that's where the polar opposite is. Like Belmars, if Belmars was standing in front of, I don't know a Virgo, so Beyonce. If Belmars was standing in front of Beyonce, <laughs> Belmars would be all like, oh my God, Beyonce, you look great. The spirits have blessed you today, perhaps. And Beyonce would say, no, it's just because I put makeup on. Um, I used a new foundation and a shimmer palette. Like, girl, what are you talking about? That's the fact. <laughs> so that's, that, those, are, those are the polar opposites of just what they mean. And it's not that they can't get along. They could. They could then get into a very interesting discussion yeah. about, like, how, <laughs> how <laughs> mysticism works or something. But, like, that's that's pretty much the gist of that okay and then the next thing that we have is triplicities and you might be like what the fuck does that mean nikki alley triplicities are basically how they're split up as far as elements go so when you hear people say like there, there are four there are four elements and three signs in each element when you hear people say, oh, fire signs are, are flighty, or you hear people say like, water signs are moody as fuck. This is what they mean. <laughs> so fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Um, earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And water signs are Can Cancer, Scorpios, and Pisces. So Belmars and I are both water signs. That's what I meant earlier. Um, and then you have quadruplicities, which is basically there are four signs in each three categories. And so these go into explaining like who, who in your, like, okay, so let's look at a friend group. You're in a friend group, y'all are all going out to party, okay? Um, you'll always have a friend who will be like, I'm gonna go get shots. Like they're like, they're literally like, yeah. and then they like just, run away before you could even say anything there's another friend that was like I wanted to be in bed today but somebody changed my mind and so I'm here and then there's the missing friend who told you that they had plans earlier and bitch they're not coming okay those are <laughs> as follows the girl who ran off to get shot she's an initiator sign <laughs> Right. The girl who said I got my mind changed is a mutable sign. The girl who said fuck you, I'm staying home is the is a fixed sign. So a so you can the cardinal signs are the initiator signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorns. You can count on these people, especially me, to be bossy bitches to like <laughs> to always have some sort of new idea that they came up with that they want you to follow to just do things like okay I, I figured this out I'm gonna go do it now by like that's that's the kind of energy you can expect from them uh fixed signs are Taurus Leo Scorpio and Aquarius they're the they're the girls you can count on to be all like I've made up my mind I'm stubborn and once I have an opinion or I have a plan or I, and they'll take a little bit longer to get there. But once they have a plan, they're like, you cannot move me for anything. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. And then for mutable signs, we have Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, which is literally why Belmars goes along with everything that I say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's why she just, it's why she just sways so easily to the side because like they're, they're flexible. 
So yeah. if new information comes in, they're like, oh, okay, maybe I will change my opinion about this. Or like, right. maybe they'll be like, oh yes, I will go out with you to the bar. And then they'll find out that like that bitch they don't like is coming. They're like, just kidding, I'm gonna stay home. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you can count on from mutable signs. So that's a really quick like rundown of how sun signs are kind of separated. Um, and now I'm gonna tell you how sun signs uh basically what they're for so sun signs are according to this book um it's the most powerful planet um let's see <laughs> it's a painting of you the characteristics of your sun sign are the broad strokes um that the artist lays down in the cam in the canvas blah 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 it, gen it delineates your general character so this is basically like again like what I was saying earlier like once somebody meets you they're like okay I can get a feel of like what kind of person you are overall like in yes. just like a base baseline so there's a lot of things that go into sun signs I'm gonna read um that you may not have known cute little facts like you have lucky days you have lucky numbers etc etc i'm gonna read you belmars i'm gonna read you pisces so if you don't know how to calculate your sun sign yeah you can just like there are dates for them so a pisces is from february 19th to march the 20th okay they're feminine water immutable which we just talked about they have ruling planets belmars's ruling planet is neptune um Neptune that's my favorite sailor <laughs> that's my it's everybody's favorite sailor scout who may or may not have been gay um so, very close with their cousins for the American version <laughs> that's right um Neptune is basically the plan of illusion glamour mystery and deception haha <laughs> fun um <laughs> the symbol for Pisces is two fishes that are swimming around and around in opposite directions which are significant signifying hidden depths uh, shifting emotional currents, conflicting desires, and extremes of temperament. So, did you know any of that, Belmars, about Pisces? <gasps> I mean, I know that they're quiet, mysterious, and since they're like the twelfth house of, I guess, the zodiac, they kind of have like qualities of almost all of them. So true. Yes, that's true. Good on you. Virtual high five. Boop. Hey. <laughs> So um, their dominant keyword is, I believe, their polarity, as I said earlier, are Virgos. Um, there's a part of the body that are ruled by each of the signs. So Bell Mars's part of the body is the feet. And typically they <laughs> like to say, hey, I don't know, bro. <laughs> typically they like to say that they have beautifully shaped, sensitive feet and um, are, for, are prone to aches like bunions, corns um etc things of that nature yeah i know like you didn't know you didn't yeah, know I fucked up feet. <laughs> she, yeah i have flat feet i had bunion surgery uh apparently with flat feet it also fucks up your knees too so mm -hmm. i have a lot of issues with my feet yeah i'm shy because my feet oh it's okay your lucky day is friday so yes you get everybody's yeah, favorite day of the what? week Friday. Um, your lucky numbers are two and six. Um, your birthstone, according to this, is aquamarine. Um, so it's a magnifying occult powers and brings serenity of mind. It's also protection in the sea. Um, 
you have special colors, pale green and turquoise, your cities that you may feel connected to or not, I don't know, Casablanca, Alexandria, Lisbon, Seville, and Dublin. Your countries are Portugal and the Sahara Desert. Girl, I'm just reading off of the thing. Okay, I don't know. Um, I mean, I remember in sixth grade, your report on Portugal, and yeah. thinking, oh, I like Portugal. And then Stewie said, you know, that's the first country that started as African slave trade, right? You're like, just you my project. I just wanted to do my project. Isn't it great to have like an older sister who's great at like ge geography and also history? <laughs> Your flowers are water. Yeah, I know, yeah, she keeps these, she keeps us on our toes. Um, yes. your flowers are water lily poppy and jonquil. I think I said that wrong. And your trees are the fig and willow tree. Do you feel any connection to any of those things? Uh, the willow tree. I actually really like the look of willow trees, how they just wave. I mean, as a kid, I think I feel connected with the willow trees. Cool. See, so cool. we're just I learning. Just things. like a little house. Yeah, see, we, we're learning things. Your metal is platinum. Um, animals ruled by Pisces are fish. And you also, there's also dangers apparently, like, ah, uh, beware, beware. You have a high susceptibility to alcohol and drugs, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> these are just like wild. You're also easily drawn into unpredictable situations and unbalanced people. It's <laughs> scary. I am addicted to people that are bad for me. I'm thinking, huh, I just want to go to this place. I wonder what bad can go wrong. I mean, but I guess also I surround myself with a lot, I guess, smart-minded people. So I guess if I go in the bad situation, I'm not always by myself. There you go. And that's, I think that's fair. Just a couple of people that are famous with Pisces. Uh, you have Kurt Cobain, Drew Barrymore, uh, Spike mm. Lee. Mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Shaquille O'Neal uh elizabeth taylor carrie underwood and george washington hmm. interesting just and also i think justin bieber because his birthday's after mine interesting also born on march yes also min yunki <laughs> from bts <laughs> yay pisces power um there's a whole entire section about like sun signs and love. We're gonna skip that because fuck love. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm gonna tell you now about uh, a little thing you probably did not know, and that's cusp signs and decanades. We. I have no idea what those are. Yay! I didn't think so. So we're gonna tell you about the decanades. I'm gonna tell you about the decanades of Pisces. I'm literally just gonna talk about Belmar for the entire time. So since <laughs> Belmar was born from March 10th through Mar March 1st through March the 10th, she's the second decanade. So you might be wondering, what is this de what are decanades? It literally is just another. Um, it doesn't change basic characteristics, but it does refine and individualize a sign's general characteristics. So literally, it's just a way that they they divided the month into three parts, um, and it it literally comes from the Greek word dekanoi, which is ten days apart, um, and each 
uh, is divided into three sections, okay, the 10 day sections. And basically, yeah, like I said, it just tells you a little bit more individualized your characteristics. So I'm gonna tell you what <laughs> the decanate for Gold Mars is. Um, the keyword here is compassion. Right. Your keyword is compassion, Belmar. Your constellation is Cygnus the Swan, also called the Nor Northern Cross, and is the celestial symbol of grace and beauty. And your subruler is Moon. So now you have Neptune and the Moon, which I feel like makes you, in Sailor Moon terms, the moodiest bitch. Because like you, <laughs> you have Sailor Moon, and now you also have Neptune. <laughs> um, so you love ladies and you like to cry and you like to eat i'm just kidding that's not what it means um it does mean that the receptive yes. moon combined with the spiritual influence of neptune heightens your awareness of others um you can know what people around you think or feel um you have the potential to become well known not only in your circle but the larger world you have keen observation skills um, you're able to gather ideas or art forms and transform them with your own unique vision. Social cable occasions enable you to display special charm with people and enact for witty conversation, which is one of your strong points. You're romantic at heart and love is an, a transforming experience for you. But unfortunately, you don't find love easy to hold on to. <laughs> Those are mostly Yes, I am witty. I mean, I'm very personable. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you get to know me. Yes, she is. That's that's very true. She is very witty in conversation. Whenever we go out, it's like she's a whole different person. <laughs> I'm like, what? Anyway. <laughs> but yes, that's that's a decanate. That's an example of decanate. You can find those online. Again, it's like literally, or you can just kind of calculate it yourself. Like, again, like I'm also a second decanate because I was born between July 1st and July 11th, I think. So like that puts me right there too. But if you know your birth, like the birth dates for your sign, you can figure that out pretty easily. Um, yeah. Unless you're a cusp sign, bitch. And you might be saying, what the fuck is a cusp sign? There's a whole bunch of shit like this in astrology that y'all don't know about. A cusp sign basically means you were born in between two signs, in between like the argued dates of signs so there's always a gap right. between when people agree a sign ends and a sign begins so for instance i'm going to use bts and exist an example again because i already brought them <laughs> up um jung hosek or uh j-hope is a technically a cusp sign <laughs> because he was born in between aquarius and pisces so he's born in between that argued like like state like those argued dates of Aquarius and Pisces. Um, I'm gonna read it to you, <laughs> and you can decide <laughs> if you like BTS. If this sounds like J-Hope, okay. Um, so let's see. Your cusp sign is it's all the way at the end. Um, so he was born February the 14th through the 18th. So you are an Aquarius with Pisces tendencies, easygoing charm that fits in well with almost any group. Um, you have many acquaintances, but you have very few real people who know you very well. They have a lighthearted exterior that often hides deeper feelings. They're forward thinking and progressive, but also cautious. They view life with somewhat jaded eye and won't rush into anything without new investigation. Nothing offends them more than being unfairly dealt with, and they have an extravagant taste and enjoy spending money. So 
anybody who listens to this like if you just want to comment down below and like let me know if that sounds to you like sounds to me like j-hope but again i'm not an army like so i just i'm going off of just like you know what i have seen in some of the videos i've watched i'm like oh yeah that sounds like a cusp sign but essentially it's if you're born on the cusp of you're technically one sign, but you're born on the cusp of being another. You have most of the tendencies of the sign you were born under, but you have some tendencies of the other side. So, yay, fun time. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a whole section about like diet tips and health for each sun sign that we could go into, but we're mm -hmm. not. Cause like literally there's whole like erogenous zones paragraphs in here, like that I could read to you. I won't because I don't want to tell you what Belmar's erogenous zones are. Like, <laughs> find that out. She has a boyfriend, first of all, and he can find that out already by himself. So we're going to go to moon signs. So moon signs are like a, another facet of your personality. Moon signs, technic, tech, moon signs play into your um, personality by come, kind of giving the more of the darker side so this does right. he makes a good parallel to psychology and sigmund freud essentially you can think of the moon sign as your id that's your impulses that's how you react first to situations it's like kind of your private insides that only people who really get to know you like will see um so i mean let me yeah it's emotions the unconscious um and all of that good stuff. It's like, it's literally the things that you keep hidden that sometimes you may find disturbing. So right. that is that. Um, do you want me to read yours or do you want me to read mine? Well, let's see your moon sign, okay. the inner workings of Nikki Alley. Yes, so my moon sign is in Taurus. Um, so there's a little section at the top here that kind of tells you how they're modified, like how it modifies your sun sign. So I am modified by a Taurus moon sign, and it makes me more trustworthy, determined, warm, affectionate, and artistic. Like I told everyone earlier, like literally, <laughs> that's all this freaking book told me <laughs> all day yesterday. Um, but darker, like the darker side of it is that I'm more obstinate and possessive and rigid and overcautious and a slave to routine. So I can tell you personally speaking, like with cancers, just as like a, like a, a summary of like all of our traits, we're likable, but also like, we're very, we can be a little controlling, like <laughs> we can be a little controlling and very, very, very possessive. And I can tell you for me personally, that's very true. Once I consider, especially a person, once I consider a person mine, you're always mine. Do you get this? Are you listening? <laughs> Are you listening? I'm stuck right. with her for life. Right. Yeah. Like that's why Belmars is still here. She can never leave. Like, <laughs> never leave. Um, because I'm there, I'm possessive. Like I just and I'm working on it. But like <laughs> it's hard. Um, but yeah, I am I am very possessive. I can say that I am I I I am kind of obstinate, but like I'm not gonna read you this whole thing, but it kind of like because I'm I'm a Taurus, I feel like I am more prone to be very like, like people say that Tauruses are foodies and I'm like, I am a little bit of a foodie. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm dating my significant other is a tourist, and he always knows the best food place. Like, oh, go here if you want burgers, go there if you want fries or uh good Mexican food. Oh, don't go there, that's overpriced. I'm thinking, okay. I mean, most of the time it's 10 out of 10. So I had to like come with caution and want to suggest food places because he knows good food. He does. And I'll give that to him. He does. But um, yeah, as a tourist, like I, as a tourist moon sign, as far as like the id and the unconscious go, I think like I am very like, uh, like I, like my first reaction is to kind of just be like, no, like, <laughs> And like, I feel like I've like displayed that sometimes on this show. Like when I like literally get like a controlled loud on here and I'm just kind of like, that's stupid. You're like, because Tauruses, Tauruses are fixed signs. You will learn like, cause Belmars is, I don't know your rising sign, but I can say for me, I'm a, I'm a Cardinal, like the, my three first signs, which are sun, moon and rising are cardinal fixed and mutable so my personality is fucked like <laughs> it's fucked. like I just kind of like I'll like it's like it basically goes like I'll I'll make a decision and then I'll like get information to back me up and then I'll be there like and you can't it right. takes a lot to move me like it takes a lot to get the mutable energy out of me because I'm just sitting here I'm like no that's dumb and I can tell you why it's dumb x y and z what <laughs> no that's stupid too x y and z okay maybe I'll take that I'll, I may take that okay you keep going though like, you still haven't changed my mind like I am very like and like I will defend myself immediately like if right. I feel like if that's even the slightest hint of like somebody like when I got this tattoo I didn't even have y'all seen my tattoo this is not a this is not a physical like this is not a camera <laughs> you can't <laughs> it's, physical media. it's not a physical, visual media this is not a visual media but anyway when I got this tattoo uh, when I put this on Instagram, it'll be like irrelevant. When I got this tattoo, like, and my parents like were basically like, "Are you crazy?" I'm like, "I can leave," because I literally had gone over there to like help them out, and I was like, "If you say something about this too, tattoo any more about this tattoo, then I don't like, I will leave, because I don't live here. I don't have to be here." Like, yeah. and I, I just went off like that because I'm like, "What I will not be is disrespected." So like. <laughs> I'm just I like that's how I am it's like that's the id coming out and that's what people that I know obviously that are very like close to me and I'm just all like I won't take your bullshit look me in my eyes fuck with me if you want to and find out <laughs> yeah I'm just and like let me go show you how it's stupid I'm thinking why do you think this way and then break it down thinking after you break it down to all its movable parts you see how you're stupid thinking I'm curious why <laughs> that's right and she does so um there's a little section in here that says um if your sun sign is in water so a Taurus moon heightens your personal magnetism and gives strength and perseverance to your creative imagination um that's true like I feel like once I got out of my ugly face like when I <laughs> when I got to my 20s or whatever like my mid early to mid-20s like I don't know what happened but it was like a switch and like people are like oh I like you like I especially <laughs> men like they're like I'll do things for you and it's just like I didn't ask but thanks like I 
I don't know. <laughs> so famous people with moon and Tauruses. F. Scott Fitzgerald, who I literally like tore apart last week because I hated reading his fucking book so many times. But you know, whatever. Um, Mick Jagger, Carl Young, oh nice. Karl Marx, um, mm-hmm. William Shakespeare, who I also tore apart last week because I was tired of reading all his fucking books. You see? I mean, the man's overrated. Yeah, he is. I still like his stuff, though. But he's overrated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the basis of a lot of things we watch today, but still overrated. Yeah. All right, moving on to ascendance. So ascendant signs are basically how you give off your first impression. It's what people might mistake you as at first. So, like, the way you calculate ascendant signs is, is the ascendant sign is calculated by where the sun was exactly like rising over the east horizon at your birth so you have to know what time and place you were born in okay uh belmars i don't know again i don't know if you know your ascendant sign so i'll just do mine um yeah. unless you want to look it up it's like cat- it's yeah because remember you did, gave that for me a oh. while back i did you don't have to get it though. Um, oh yeah, my ascendant's also Pisces. Get it, Pisces, Pisces. So yeah, she's because got- my moon is Capricorn, Sun Pisces, and ascendant Pisces. So I guess that's why I'm a mutable sign. She's mutable times two. So I can read you what uh, the the Pisces ascendant basically says. Um, I'll just like kind of. Um, um, again, this says you have a strong artistic gift that must sooner or later find expression. Okay, active fantasy life, romantic outlook. Um, let's see. Uh, we're, we'll skip all that part. You have goodwill towards others. You're sociable, fond of entertaining, and enjoy companionship. You like fine food and drink, beautiful clothes, travel. Um, you're vivacious and ver- verbal. It says sometimes you talk too much, but fuck that. Uh, you, <laughs> you enjoy performing in front of a group and you have a talent for mimicry. Um, so, which makes you theater-like, it says. Um, you're sentimental. Uh, it's sometimes moody and distress. Worries and imagined fears overtake and overcome you sometimes. Uh, are you disorganized? Because that's what it says you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. My room's a mess. Um, you I have, guess. yeah. I, I mean, I've only, it's not that bad. My room was worse yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have uh, a tendency to lose or misplace belongings. Um, you're knowledgeable and creative in work and quite disciplined when working in a group uh your successful occupations involve writing and travel um let's see (laughs) what else you have large luminous eyes supposedly because i forgot to mention this ascendant (laughs) i'm gonna put that in the clip for sure ascendant signs also will sometimes determine how you look on the outside to people um it's like physical features like some astrologers say that they can determine physical features so this says she has large luminous eyes and sensuous lips i'm literally like just reading (laughs) yes 
Uh, wavy hair and well-shaped feet. You see how they keep focusing on your damn feet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you have... Um, um, well, no, we'll skip all that. But basically, that's a gist of what... Oh, I'm curious are. to see what your physical features are. My ascendant sign physical features? Yeah. So it says that I have... Let me see, because I'm a Virgo ascendant, which like I said earlier, is fucking confusing for my life. Um, <laughs> this says that I tend to have a gentle oval face. I'm gonna let you look at it. Does this look gentle and oval to you? Mm. Um, eyes yeah, that's it's oval. Oval, thank you. I'm, try, I'm trying to get this thinner so that I can, it won't be so fat. Like kind uh, of contour? <laughs> contour my face. <laughs> I'm too poor to contour. Mm. <laughs> this says that um i also have eyes that sweep around a room and take in everything and a body that gives the impression of frailty but is actually strong which i don't agree with that last one because if you like i'm like a build a bitch like if you like look at me like you'd be like that chick is built like a little bit like she has like a stallion her... right like nobody Yes, Nikki Alley the Stallion. <laughs> Nobody has ever looked at my ass and been like, oh, she's probably so weak, John. Do you see her? Oh my God. She can't even lift a fed. Nobody has ever said that to me in my life. One time when I was 10 years old, I hauled in a whole cooler by myself that was large with those long ass coolers. And somebody was passing by on the street in the boondocks ass country of like Louisiana and was like, oh, that little girl is strong. And I didn't know what that was, but they said that. And I was like, oh, cute. That's nice. Well, you're stronger than you look. So I'm thinking, oh, you little girl, you're strong. Or just, oh, you're a girl. Let me go get a guy to lift it up for you. That's true. <laughs> that Hell no, nah, you think I lift it up myself. That's right. I built like a stallion. But like, yes, those are your ascendant signs. So those are the first three. Um, uh, and then your planets will come into play, like, the more people get to know you. So... Again, as I said before, there's lots of planets. Something that's really interesting that you should know, no one else has the same birth chart as you. Your birth chart only happens, your specific one, every 4,320,000 years. Damn. Yeah. So even twins don't have the same birth chart, um, which a lot of people ask questions. So it's like, well, if, um, why am I not like my twin or my triplet or whatever like we were born at the same time it doesn't matter the, the ascendant your rising sign literally like changes every four minutes so every four minutes the sun is in a different co constellation in the sky which means like you and little Timmy could have been born as, as little as four minutes apart and he's a Virgo rising and you're a Sagittarius rising somehow like that's how that happens so I'm just saying like um and very rarely there will be people who are time twins. So they were born the exact same time in the exact same hospital and the exact same day and year. And so they think it's it's kind of interesting because they'll be yearly similar. Like they'll get married at the same time, they'll have kids at the same time, they'll die at the same time with the same circumstances and so on and so forth. But that is rare as fuck. Like people don't, yeah. are not born like the exact same moment. So it's, it's interesting, but um, just so you know, like, if that was one of your questions they're like well I well, how come me and my cancer friend are not the same it's because you and your cancer friend have totally different charts like yeah. <laughs> so
So the first planet is Mercury. Mercury is for your communication, your travel. And um, so basically it's how you talk, it's how you communicate. It's the short-term travel you're gonna be doing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know what Belmars' Mercury is. Did you? But it's probably Pisces. If it's not Pisces, because your it's Mercury is actually yeah. So your Mercury sign is either going to be the sign preceding your sign, so that makes sense. Aquarius precedes Pisces, or the one directly after. So she would have either been a Pisces and Aquarius, or a um, Aries. Um, but she is an Aquarius. I'm gonna tell you what that means. So when you have a Mercury and Aquarius, tell me if any of this sounds like you. Um, you have a clever mind, you're inquisitive, accurate, and inventive. Um, you take great interest in other people and have excellent judgment in human nature. Um, you love to analyze character and motivation, and you like to observe people and predict accurately how someone will react in a certain situation. You are a notorious people watcher. Um, you have a broad and emotionally detached outlook. Um, you're a truth seeker. Um, you enjoy intellectual discussions about philosophy, metaphysics, and the future of mankind. You have read uh, classic writings of great thinkers. Uh, you're especially suited for progressive professions, science inventions, television, and electronics. Um, you may seem eccentric um, because your ideas are advanced and you enjoy saying things that shock other people. That last one is definitely true. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, that does sound like me because I like to know why people, because I, I like to keep like uh, like my other attributes. I like to think about the best of people. I'm just wondering why they do certain things. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, no one's just going to set out woke up one day saying, hmm, I'm going to be an asshole today. I mean, I'm just wondering why people do certain things. And I mean, yes, it does sound shocking what people say, because I remember I made a joke about uh, <laughs> about a police officer sending one of my friends a dick pic because she was dating one at the time. <laughs> and thinking, That's horrible. Thinking, I mean, but he texts her at 3 a.m. What he's going to text? Sounds like a dick pic for me. So <laughs> you're like, I, I've been looking. I know how the world works. This is a dick pic. Like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that is Mercury and work. It do it like lets you know how you think and how you communicate and also travel, short-term travel. So next is Venus, which is everyone. By the way, if you haven't been able to tell the planets are all names, they have the attributes of Roman gods. So like the reason Mercury is over communication is because Mercury slash Hermes or Hermes, however the fuck you wanna pronounce Hermes' name is the messenger god and he's fast. So like <laughs> fast. And that's why when people say when Mercury goes into retrograde, it could fuck up your communication, your travel plans and your electronics. It's because those are all things you communicate on. And so that's that's why. Um, and Mercury does go into retrograde, retrograde the most often because it's the closest planet to us. Um, and it does it as often as it does because I mean, it rotates around like super fucking fast. And so like, um, again, that's why it's the fastest in a semester, God. Um, Venus, 
is after Aphrodite, obviously. Um, and it's about love and how you express love and the kind of love you want and sex, obviously. Um, and <laughs> your sexual allure and all of those great things. So Bill Mars, do you know, Venus is also usually in either the planet before, the zodiac sign before, after, or the one you have. So yes. do you know yours? Yes, it's Pisces. Woohoo, Pisces! Okay, here we go. Um, Venus Pisces are inclined to have tender emotions and deep capacity for devotion. Um, you're gentle, kind-hearted, extremely sensitive, and fickle. <laughs> That's what <literally laughs> they want to say. It's an M dash, and it's all it's fickle. Um, um, you it's simply that being in love is such a wonderful feeling, and being loved makes you feel complete. You have an unfortunate penchant for choosing the wrong kind of lover, um, mm -hmm. who will take emotionally but not give back. They have secret love affairs, usually the cause of grief. You're completely intuitive about love, never logical. Um, you're self-sacrificing to some points um, because you care about the important importance of the happiness of your loved ones. You have true empathy for other people. Um, you're imaginative and creative, artistic flair, again, which helps you put your feelings into writing, acting, or music. Um, they're generous that money slips through their fingers. Does any of that resonate with you? yeah dating guys who weren't emotionally all available for one reason or the other and sometimes their words their words say one thing but their actions say another like I want to spend time with you you're great but then ghost me so yeah I mean look now I'm with, I'm with someone that doesn't ghost me at all yeah and that's a that's a thing too like I actually just discovered yesterday that there are solar return charts, like a whole freaking, so you have a natal chart, which is literally your chart for your entire life. But there's also solar return charts that are just for your birthday. So like for your birth year, for the year ahead. And there will be in different signs. They can like, so your rising will be in a different place, like et cetera, et cetera. And you can kind of calculate, you can calculate that to kind of help you like, navigate like changes in your life and like what you should focus on so like for instance if your sun sign is in a different house like let's just I'm just gonna go with my own like my sun sign in my natal chart is in my 10th house which is work right but if I do a right. like a solar return it might say that that my sun sign is in the seventh this like the coming year whatever so that means that I can focus on love and relationships that year because that's where you know and like the corresponding you know it gives you the whole layout but I just learned, learned about that yesterday I was like what the fuck like I'd heard of solar returns <laughs> but I'd never heard that you had a whole fucking chart I was like what the juice but anyway moving on <laughs> um so we're gonna do Mars next if you don't know, Mars is the god of war, okay? Not the video game with that man who literally slayed Kratos. all the gods. Kratos, not him. Um, I meant Ares. Uh, so we're going to do mine only because, like, I, I've read recently that most people don't put their entire, like, natal charts out there because 
people can steal like information that way and I'm like what the fuck you can't anyway so I'm like we'll do we'll we'll go to mine for this one but this basically this basically tells you about sexual relationships like your sex drive that's what it governs your force and forcefulness and your aggression um it can also tell like whether or not you gonna pop off at somebody at a moment's notice or not like if you have a (laughs) mars and an air like an aries most likely if somebody looks at you the wrong way you're gonna pop off so the next time you are like (laughs) i don't understand why my like scorpio lover keeps like starting fights with people it's probably because he has like a mars and a fire sign (laughs) <laughs> like and he acts impulsively he's just all like what did you say <laughs> say it again <laughs> um luckily that is not my story i'm a mars and taurus um which basically i'll just give you like a real short summary i'm determined and persistent um i have a slow and steady drive to success um sometimes that means material possessions and money and blah 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 like I don't think that it totally applies to me, but sometimes it does. Um, a great deal of my energy is spent in sexual pursuits, um, which I do feel like that right now. <laughs> um, in love affairs, I'm dominant and possessive. Do you see how they keep breeding me for fucking filth? <laughs> and they're just all like, why are you so possessive, bitch? That's what it, listen, that's probably why some of you girls won't like astrology because it'll read you for filth and you'll be like, oh, no, <laughs> not me. Um, I can be obstinate. Um, if I'm unwilling to see other people's point of view, because I have such tenacity, I can create almost anything I envision. I'm sometimes bent towards temper tantrums or depression. Um, I may accumulate money and are, am known as a big spender. Um, so a lot of that is true. <laughs> Some of that is not, like I'm not a big money person. I will spend a lot on people that I care about because it's just all like, you said you needed this thing. So here's this thing, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. yeah, like I'm not really one person to be forceful on something unless I feel like I'm right at all. Call. Like if you don't listen to me, you're going to fuck something up. And so I think that's the only time when I'm forceful. Like, and I'm just like, no, I'm not moving. You're going to do this and you're going to listen to me. So, I think that's, <laughs> that's my Mars. Like, that's how I am. But I don't, I, like I said, I don't feel like, um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm as that forceful or aggressive unless I really care about something. Otherwise, I'm just like, okay, fuck oh. your life over, girl. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> rude. Um, okay, now we're going to go to Jupiter. Jupiter is the luck planet optimist success and generosity which makes sense because jupiter is for zeus and if zeus is anything it is a selfish greedy bitch okay and <laughs> who just wants, that's right like he just wants all the women and none of the consequences and so your jupiter will determine how much luck you get in your life and how much success you have um so I'll do mine again and then we'll switch back to yours. Okay. Um, my Jupiter is in Scorpio. So um, Oh, so is mine. Wait. Okay, and we can just read it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so our Jupiter in Scorpio is um it has an influence on our willpower and personal magnetism. Um, we we tend to be successful in artistic work. 
Is everybody paying attention to the patterns? That's what you'll notice when you read a lot of these things is that there will be patterns and it'll start to make sense to you why, again, like I said earlier, why you're so maybe obsessed with being in an artistic field. It's because you have like three planet placements that are all like, girl, why aren't you an artist? I don't understand. I primed you to be an artist and you're not doing what I said. (laughs) I don't get it. Um... They, many Jupiter Scorpios excel at ferreting out hidden information. Now I can tell you, this is the only planet that says this about me, but it's not the only planet that says that about her. (laughs) Um, You would make an excellent psychiatrist, researcher, politician, or security agent in government. Um, I think Belmars would make an excellent researcher. Um, I'm not trying to do any of those things, those other things. Um... (laughs) Luck comes to us apparently through our strong attraction for the opposite sex. Um, Apparently career and financial opportunity can come because of sexual liaisons. Now I can say personally for myself, that has never fucking happened. I've never like just charmed a man. Oh, I have to hoe my way to the top. That's what it's saying, Belmars. You gotta hoe your way to the top. Why aren't you, why aren't you putting those pussy lips on life for a thousand (laughs) dollars? oh my god i forgot about boosty badass wait a minute pause really quick because fuck that man okay anyway (laughs) play um um so we could also have this is probably why you were so interested in medicine since scorpio is a sign of death and regeneration in jupiter it promotes skill in medicine surgery and therapy so there's an answer um Shrewdness and money matters. They have Midas touch for picking lucrative investments. Sometimes we benefit from inheritance and the luckiest times of the year are literally during our birthday months. So Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Hmm. Ta-da! So yes, that's that's Big Daddy Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) That's his energy in our life. Um, So now we're... We're getting into Saturn, which is the last of the ancient planets. So the planets are separated into ancient and like modern um, because of when they were discovered. Okay. Right. It was when the when the when the people could see them. Okay. So <laughs> Saturn is the last of your ancient planets. You might hear people talking about Saturn returns. It's because Saturn literally takes, it's one of the longer planets to, you know, do a full revolution. So your Saturn return will happen on your birthday, probably 20 between the ages of 27 to like 30 something, like 32-ish. I think mine is next year. Yours might also be next year, um, but like, like a Saturn return, and I'll tell you what the Saturn is. Saturn is the planet of responsibility and hard work, and literally it's meant to teach you lessons. lessons. So it'll bring you hardship so that you can basically move forward in another chapter of your life. So for us, that's literally coming to a close because our Saturn return is happening within the next couple of years. And so when people say Saturn return, it's literally where they have something maybe huge happen to them in the year that the Saturn is in the exact place it was when you were born. And then like their life is totally different. So if you're like 27, like and above, and like right. you can remember a time when like your life was completely changed like that like off of just the strength of some like 
unexpected because that's a Saturdays unexpected like thing you had no control over um it was probably your Saturn return not even probably it was most likely your Saturn return uh, but I have a Saturn in do you know when your Saturn is it's in Pisces. Mine is in Pisces too. Yay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like our planets pretty much match up from here on out. <laughs> because the yeah. like the further you get, like the more that you'll just have a large group of people just match your same. Yeah, because I think it might be like based on like year as well. Mm -hmm. We were born in the same year. Yeah, we were born in the same year. So that's again, that's the revolution type thing. Like that's it, it was it just stayed there. When Saturn is a place, it just stays there forever. And then it moves on to another constellation like years later. Um, so Saturn in Pisces does not favor material success, which literally goes against almost every single other planet we just talked about. Um, but and this is and this is when you have to literally take this to be because um, Saturn doesn't have a huge influence over your life, according to right. this book. Um, so you kind of have to take it with like a okay, some of these things make sense and some of them don't. And right. it also depends on what house it's in. I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> so um, we have sagity and discernment, vivid imagination, creative work, um, sympathy, intuitive, um, sensitive to the woes and harshness of the world. Um, sometimes we have to make personal sacrifices for others and take an inferior position even though you have superior talents. Um, we can only change that when we have the courage and determination to do so. Um, the greatest power that we have is learning not to be our own undoing, so the cause of our own happiness. Um, we're drawn to philosophy, writing, teaching of spiritual or all-called nature. Um, the natives of the Saturn placement, you're gonna hate me, are vulnerable to ailments and problems involving the feet. <laughs> you can never I mean, escape this, the feet. I'm, I'm, I mean, this year I'm definitely having some feet problems. Well, it's more knee than feet, but then the doctor said, oh, if you have flat feet, we'll make it worse. So I'm thinking, God damn. All right. I too kind of have flat feet, but this is this is the only like Pisces placement I have in my own chart, my whole chart. So now we're getting to the modern planet Uranus, which don't pronounce it Uranus. Okay, just get it out. In fact, actually pronounce it that way now. Get it out of your systems and let's move the fuck on. Okay. <laughs> um, so Uranus is change in originality and it is surprise, like sudden events and opportunities. You will share this sign with like a whole G like people that are five years, like a five-year gap. So um I mine is in Capricorn. Yours is Same. probably also in Capricorn. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so you'll share this with the the people born in your year and a couple of people like before or after too, probably. Um, so we have strong inner wills to succeed. We need to have an authority to be an authority and have difficulty accepting the rule of other people. Um Unexpected shifts in career or working conditions. Uh, we have an ability to spot future trends and move in a lucrative direction. Competence to break through old established ideas. Thoughtful, forceful, and able to organize people. We can also be tyrannical, domineering, 
and there's and um uh we're serious but we have a lively satirical wit so cool you know <laughs> i do we do want to like um uh, uh fight against uh the current political structure we're in now and just yeah. question a lot of things that existed before i'm thinking why is this a touching story like oh a kid selling lemonade to pay for his brain surgery and thinking that's not a touching story no they should probably make healthcare more affordable yeah i saw a story the other day about a kid like literally like giving like money to pay for everybody else's lunch and they're like oh my god it's so touching and i'm like or you could just make lunch free like yeah stop making babies take on adult problems that's what y'all's problem is okay fuck you all right so on to neptune neptune is mystery and illusion imagination dream life and mystic qualities um again you will share this with like people like i think i share this when was your sister born what year was she born i want to say she's probably born i want to say she's probably like 32 33 so she was born in like 88 or like 80 yeah like 88 89 yeah so we share the same neptune with her that's how far back this shit goes (laughs) (laughs) so we also have a neptune in capricorn yeah, so it, this goes from 1984 to 1998. That's how long it takes yeah. Neptune to transit, okay? <laughs> All right, so, and it doesn't tell you, you a lot, like the further you get into modern planets, it doesn't really tell you a lot about you as an individual. It tells you a lot about y'all as a generation. Makes okay. it generation-ish, like something like that. So, yeah. um, practical, thorough, and painstaking, committed to a purpose we will fix the ideas of the previous generation particularly in science chemistry and medicine um we have insight into things of the earth water timber natural resources oil and minerals and they will use them efficiently and conserve and replenish the gifts of the earth so that sounds nice for all the environmentalists that exist i am not gifted with those things but i support all of y'all in your efforts to replenish the earth's resources (laughs) yes i agree because our generation of millennials are thinking we should probably go green because fossil fuels are killing everything making everything hotter i think we yes we should get like alternative sources of energy i mean i may not know how i mean i did working for like soul-sucking exxon mobile Uh it's nice getting that paycheck but yes we should probably go towards more green energy in that field green energy y'all i am behind you 100 listen just put it in front of me the green new deal i want it like why are we doing it okay i want it we should Last but not least, we have Pluto. Pluto is literally doesn't, there's no explanation. Pluto is just Pluto. It's like the last planet they discovered. They argued about whether or not it was a planet. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so essentially like the way people, they, they classify it as mystery. That's it. And like revolution, revolution. So essentially, I'm not going to read this whole thing to you. Um, Our entire generation was born in Scorpio. So that's from, again, that's from 84 to 1995. 
um, or 83 is in 1995, whichever one makes more sense. Um, so essentially we are <laughs> trying to fuck the world up. This is what it says. Um, Cause we were, so everybody born in with a Pluto and Scorpio had to go through revolution. So the Berlin Wall fell, the Soviet Union disbanded, um, Iran turned into military conservative, Yugoslavia was torn apart. So um, Pluto is actually Scorpio's ruler. So that just means that we're all literally little rebels who are like, tear down everything. I hate it all. <laughs> yes burn it down. I mean, the economy crash, we're drowning in student loan debt. Uh -huh. We see countless school shootings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something has been through a lot. We saw the first Black president. We have our first orange president. That's right. <laughs> it, it's too much. It is. But yeah, so it, it specifically, it just makes us have penetrating minds and strong wills. We're imaginative, passionate, have psychic ability, and can be ruthless about getting our own way. So, like, if you're wondering what that looks like, that's why all these people are witchy as fuck now. Um, yes. it's witchcraft is popular with us. That's true. Witchcraft is pretty popular with us. Um, that's why everybody is like, oh my god, like you millennials are very you you you. Yes, we're all you 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 because we want what we want and we want it now <laughs> okay yes our starbucks and avocado toast that's right um and we're i feel like we're probably well very liberal i don't know if uh set like basically gen x who is pluto and sagittarius is more liberal but i think we started the idea of being liberal as fuck because this like talks about um test two babies because Pluto is sexuality, birth, and death. So it's like, it talks about test, test tube babies, surrogate pan, parenting, clone animals, and genetic engineering. So it's just kind of like, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, because I know a lot of us are also waiting later to have kids. Yep. So I'm thinking if you're like 35, you may not biologically say, okay, I'm getting a surrogate, test tube baby, or this dog is now my fur baby. Exactly. A lot of, listen, my brother, fur baby. He's here for it. <laughs> um, so that's all the planets. Uh, I'm going to go through the houses real quickly because I can't actually tell you about any of the houses because um, I'm not giving away my whole chart. Sorry. Um, but so you have 12 houses. Each house is a ruler of each planet. You can literally just go down, like starting from Aries and ending at Pisces. Like that's how okay. you can number. So Aries is the first house, Pisces is the 12th house. So the first house is about self and your identity. The second house is about money and possessions. The third is about communication. The fourth is about your home. The fifth is about creativity and sex. Um, the sixth is about service and health. The seventh is about partnership and marriage. Eighth is about death and regeneration. Ninth is about mental explanation and expiration and long distance travel. 10th is about career and public standing. 11th is about friends and hopes and wishes. 12th is about secret sorrows and self undoing. And so those are really quick explanations. This comes from, and if you're wondering, did this come from the Greeks? No, it came from Babylon, bitch. Mm. Like we really didn't change it. <laughs> 
So yes, um, and then you can have a planet that corresponds. You'll have a zodiac sign in each planet, and each planet will be in a house. Yes, girl, there's it's that complex. Um, the chart, if you look at it, you're like, oh my god, what's going on? But once you figure out how to read it, it'll be super easy. Um, so um, I'll just give you like I'll tell you what houses that don't have planets in the first house, the seventh house. <laughs> um the fourth house and I think I'm missing ones in the 11th house yeah so I'm missing planets in four houses and you might say Nikki Alley does that mean you don't know yourself or like you don't you know you're not gonna get married or you're not uh, gonna have a home no I think it basically just means that you're not going to have any struggles with those particular from what I read you don't have any struggles with those particular houses because there's no there's no planet to influence that house in your chart does that make sense so uh, yes, like I've obviously like developed my identity over time and I've had some hiccups, but for the most part, I haven't had an identity crisis. I know who I am and right. I've been pretty solid in that. Um, I know what kind of home I want and I have a pretty good relationship with my family. I've learned how to be an individual in my family and set boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. So those are like, those are things you'll come to find. Now, I will tell you I'm overly obsessed with my work and like I've had like a lot of different like career shifts and that's because I have two fucking planets in my 10th house okay <laughs> two <laughs> so like <laughs> it's hard but like but I mean that's what I would that's what I was born with so if you're um I'm gonna stop there because I literally can't like well, maybe I'll give you one. Maybe I'll give you one. So I'll tell you, I think I have, I'll tell you about the third house. So the how I have a, no, just kidding. I'll tell you about the 10th house because I know what's in there. So my 10th house is career. I have a sun sign in career. So this literally just means I have a strong sense of self. I have a drive to succeed. Um, I can achieve success, but in the middle of my life, um, problems can arise if ambition and career take precedence over other concerns such as marriage and relationships all of that is absolutely true do you know that i was literally taught not to take relationships <laughs> seriously until i had achieved my goals school college getting a job i literally have just started dating people like seriously because i have a good job and i live on my own Right. I had to have security in that first. So these things affect you more than you think they do. But yeah, that's that's just a little taste of that. If you want to know um, about your birth chart, I will drop a link below for Cafe Astrology and you can literally like chart it out there and that will be a fun and good time. But uh, I'm gonna stop fucking talking because that was really long and we're gonna take a break and maybe we'll come back and do something fun. All right. Yes, and we're gonna do uh, uh, it's a house stuff works. 
astrology.com quiz about can we pass this basic astrology test? So, hmm. Belmars, you and I are going to work together. We're going to ace this thing because we're smarter than a fifth grader, which means we're also just as smart to be able to figure out astrology. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so, how many signs are on the astrology wheel? Here, do you want me? I'm going to share my screen so you can look at the picture. All right. Then, bam. Sure. There it is. Can you see it? All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's 12. I too am pretty sure that there's 12. Oh, I'm so, we're so smart. Okay. Avid astrology followers nearly lost their minds in 2011 when some astrologers rediscovered a new zodiac sign. The police assuming the position between November 30th and December 17th. What was it? Ophelius. Cheese and crackers. Like, oh, oh let's fuck this up, most likely. Yeah, that's what it was. It was, oh, let's fuck, <laughs> let's fuck with everybody's brain. That was a good one, Belmars. While the calendar year begins in January, the astrological wheel starts in March. Do you know what the first sign of the zodiac is? Well, because I'm thinking, I forgot what goes after Pisces. I think it might be either Sagittarius, because Aries um, is not until like July. No, uh-uh. Think of your best, think of your favorite person, Jazzy. Yes. That's right. Aries. When is his birthday? Damn, when is his <laughs> birthday? <laughs> I thought it was kind of like in like the summer months. No. Mm-mm. So that's be, it's like after March was like in April. Yeah. So he's either in March or April. So quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's in April. Quick. Did Jazzy ever listen to this? He's going to be so mad at you for not knowing when it's birthday is. So quick, quick, like rundown lesson tutorial for all of y'all. It literally goes like this. Aries is the first sign. Pisces is the last sign. Um, and since Aries starts the wheel, I'm just going to click this. That's the right answer. It literally goes fire. Um, it goes fire, air, water, earth, fire, air, water, earth. That's how, that's that, that's how the pattern goes into, and then it ends with water. So, oh, ow. Um, <laughs> Ah, or uh, no it's no it's fire sorry it's fire air earth water or water in the cycle so it's fire air earth water so water ends it fire starts it sorry I got mixed up but yes that's that's how the pattern goes so friends she learned something new today about when Jazzy's actual birthday is have you never told that man happy birthday I, I did. I remember going to one of his birthdays because he wanted to have a birthday party. And when we first shut down and he wanted, he asked for his birthday, said, what do you want? He said, I want you to bring me bitches. I'm thinking, where can I find bitches in 2020? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm surprised he didn't get Corona yet. I am too, but I, I really can't believe that you just this whole time did not know when that man's birthday was. I, I remember it was in April. I thought it was in June, but April. But because he always likes to go out of town for spring break. 
He likes seeing titties on spring break. So he always goes to go out to those areas. Because that's real Aries energy right there. It's just, uh, do you know the last sign in the Zodiac? Pisces. Good job. She knew her. I didn't, I didn't even have to tell. I wouldn't have even had to say that. She would have known it. <laughs> but she knows her own. Um, each astrological sign possesses a unique symbol to represent them. Which of these symbols co- corresponds with Gemini? The twins. That's true. Gemini is the twins, which means they're two-faced. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're listen, Geminis are lovely. Everybody always complains about Geminis. And I feel like y'all are giving them a bad rap. They're not that bad. Like my mm-hmm. boss is a Gemini. I love her. She's the best boss I've ever had. You know, you just have to find what people, what astrologers and like girls who like astrology like to call evolved. So yes. <laughs> Oh, like you have to find the bald ones because there's good and bad ones about everything, single one. Um, each sign possesses a corresponding element, earth, air, water, or fire. Do you know which of these signs is not an earth sign? Aries, because that's fire. Aries is fire. Good job. Good job, friend. That's right. Aries is the problematic fire. So I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> can you guess approximately which percent of American, Canadian, and British people believe that astrology impacts their lives? Um, this is a good one. I don't actually know the answer to this one. I, I want to say probably either 25% or 32%. I think so too. I would guess between like these two as well. Maybe 30. I thought I saw a number that said 30 something. Oh, no, it's 25. Uh, astrology may have simmered out and died in academic circles. But everyone Queen's Pike, popular in the cultural sphere, some may check their horse so just for fun, but at least 25% in one poll admit they believe it has some impact in their lives. As far as like horoscopes goes, guys, again, that's like grain of salt. It's, it's literally somebody doing, because I, I think what a lot of people don't understand is like, it's literally something, somebody reading what's going on, like with all the planets in a given day, and then going, okay, you're a... Pisces and the moon is in an interesting position today so girl get ready to cry and it's like that's not for everybody it's the same thing when you get into like tarot and people do general readings that message is not always going to be for you you know what I'm saying so everything that happens again like I said it's a pseudoscience you have free will everything that you read horoscopes and things like that take it with a grain of salt and also remember the law of attraction like if you believe that something you read in a horoscope is going to happen to you especially negative it will probably happen to you and confirmation bias is a real thing people so it's just kind of like you will attract whatever you believe in and so me personally that's what I believe so it's just kind of like if I, if you read a horoscope and it says you're going to meet the love of your life today and you go around thinking that, chances are that likelihood is increased, but you still have some free will over it. You're not just a slave to whatever, some random girl on the internet who like <laughs> read, read some info, just threw together for you, girl. Okay. This is not Weird Al Yankovic. All right. Like just because that man says that you're going to, uh, you know, your colon is coming out. That doesn't mean that your colon is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the Enuma Anu Inli, I'm so sorry, I probably butchered the hell out of that, is a hallmark cuneiform text about celestial Amina uncovered during the first dynasty of Babylon. Do you know which four categories it primarily covers? Oh, I don't know anything about Babylonian history. And I feel like we should. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I feel like, the, which one? Which one are you say? Well, I'm thinking the moon, the sun, the planets, and the goddesses, or probably the moon, the sun, the weather, god, and Venus. But Venus is Greek, so I wouldn't take that one out. Uh, yeah, I, hmm, I feel like it's between these two. I feel like it's probably not it. I feel like it's between these two. Because um, that seems to cover a lot broader like a broader spectrum. Yeah. All right, so let's pick this one. Damn it, it's this one. Venus, really? Yes. Ancient Mesopotamian separated this, I'm not gonna say it again, cause I don't wanna insult those people, into <laughs> four distinct categories named after chief gods associated with the continents. Sin, Samash, Adad, Ishtar. So the moon, the sun, the weather god, and Venus. This text contains omens about a range of phenomena, including crescents, eclipse, two suns, thunder, lightning, and risings of the planets. <sighs> Interesting. Um, can you guess how many people call themselves professional astrologers in the U.S.? Ooh, that's hard. I'm going to say probably around a thousand. Around a thousand? It's a, when was this quiz made? I feel like it's between these two. I'm going to go with your answer, though. I'm going to go with a thousand. Let's see. No, it's, oh, I should have went with my, I should have went with my intuition. I'm a bad cancer. <laughs> I'm a bad cancer. <laughs> According to the American Federation of Astrologers, there are more than 7,000 professional astrologers in the U.S. Interesting. All of these signs are water signs, except for one. Which one is not like the others? Well, Pisces and Scorpio are water. I know Cancer. So is Gemini water or is it air? No. Or Gemini. is Gemini is air. Yeah. Cancer is water. Yeah. Yes, because we're water babies. Yeah. Astro astrologers like the Haranians and the Hindus view planets as deities. deities? Yeah, I'm thinking um, deities. Deities. Yes. Okay. If you read your daily horoscope, you're probably gleaning information based on your sun sign. However, each person also has a moon sign. Do you know the difference? We just talked about this. <laughs> Obviously, we know the difference. Okay. Um, sun reveals natural. Moon reveals self-determined by nurture. Sun sign is inner. No. Sun sign is external. Moon sign is inner. Personality, romantic compatibility. So obviously, it's this one. Yeah. Look at us. Um, the ancient Mesopotamian people primarily looked to the stars for which reason? To categorize people into groups that would work well together, to inform the royal equator of looming disaster, to determine one's individual personality traits, or to determine a relationship of compatibility with other individuals. I think they informed the royal court of looming disaster or success. Probably so. They probably weren't concerned with individuals at that time. Um, so let's see. <gasps> I clicked it. Is it frozen? Oh no, I want to know the answer. <laughs> Don't make me. I know, right? Don't make me wait. 
Oh yes, okay, we're Yay. Back. Yay. Good job. Virtual high five, Belmars. Oh no, she froze. Darn it. Come back. Baby, come back. Oh, there you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Babylonians divided the ecliptic, the sun's purported orbital, cir orbital circle, into equal parts, which symbolizes the zodiac signs. So each sign consists of how many degrees? Okay, there's 12, it's yeah. 360 in a circle, divided by 12, 30 degrees. Get it, math. <laughs> yes. Oh, see, I should have known that because then the divided 360 degrees by 12 with each 30 degrees each, they called each sign in the downside of a planet and subdivided them into units of 10 degrees called decans. We just talked about decans. Decanades. <laughs> Another form of astrology provides answers to one's queries based on the current position of positions of the stars. Which is it? Uh, Why do I feel like it's Hellenistic? Yeah, I'm thinking Hellenistic or Mesopotamian. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go with Hellenistic. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, it's interrogatory. <laughs> really? Interrogatory astrology is the type of consulting that remains very close to divination. Oh, see, because what I do is called divination, but I don't use the planets. I use tarot cards, oh. which I guess is kind of like using the planets, depending upon who you call upon to help you figure out your divination. But like, Huh, interesting. Requires that astrologer prepare to read a situation through rituals and purification practices. Interesting. Which of these signs is not an air sign? Capricorn. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yes, I'm re reverting her. <laughs> Which of these <laughs> is not a fire sign? Scorpio. Yes, bestie. <laughs> Which astrological sign is most likely to become a world leader according to research conducted by Vocative? Uh, I'm thinking either Leo or Sagittarius. Hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I'm going to say Leo. Ooh, it's Scorpio. <gasps> There are more Scorpio major world leaders than any other signs. Known for their ambition, famous Scorpios include Theodore Roosevelt, Marie Antoinette, Hillary Clinton, Indira Gandhi, Robert F. Kennedy, Martin Luther, and Leon. Oh my God. Let, let me give Scorpios more credit. Wait a minute. Yeah. Do you know from which region the Mandian's Book of Zodiac is derived? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, I need to learn my history. Right? Uh, Where's Stewie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm doing debate between Egypt and then Iraq and Kurdistan. Hmm. Mandians? Why do I feel like this is the right answer? Let's click this. <gasps> yes! Yes. Okay. The Mandians are agnostic sect that still exists in Iraq. Okay, cool. Celestial omens, but historians remain unsure whether the ideas stem from Mesopotamia, Greeks, or Indian traditions. The astrological teachings of a group of Iranian settles, the, who I'm gonna fuck that up, Mukusayans of Asia Minor confined in texts written by the influential author of the time. Um, 
Copernicus? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Oh, it's Pliny oh. the Elder! <laughs> okay. What? Aw, oh, man. Because I knew it wasn't Ptolemy or Homer. Homer wrote Odysseus. <laughs> yeah. What was the original intended purpose of the Zodiac? Guess farmers. I'm going to guess farmers, too. Yes, farming. Where does a theoretical basis from astrology come from? Mm, I would say Mesopotamia. I would guess that. Hellenistic philosophy is a period of Western philosophy that starts just after Aristotle's ideas and concludes with the rise of neoplanetism. Get it. I'm learning so many things. Alongside academic traditions like astronomy, meteorology, and medicine, the public widely considered astrology, astrology practice, which is it often referred to today as though we're not even going to waste time. It's a pseudoscience. (laughs) Which term refers to the type of astrology that reveals whether per a specific moment is astrologically conducive to success? Um, uh, either the gentheology or cathartic. Yes. Um, this one. Yes. Okay. Because gene, I just took that from the root word. I was like, that seems like parentage. Genie. Gene or something. <laughs> yeah. When astrology arrived to India, the people made Hellenistic astrology much more complex. Which of these did they add to the methodologies? Maybe moon and sun? Yeah, I really think I don't know. Oh! Oh, three cows of yogas. I know, I know. I I should have picked that one. That would be too racist. Right, I thought it would be too on the nose. I'm like, no. Um, or planetary combinations, which correspond to different zodiac domiciles, dashas, or directional effects, which continue to distinguish Hindu astrology from Western astrology. Okay. Which of these following nations can you still obtain an advanced degree in astrology? Shit, I don't know. I'm thinking India. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Yep, because I don't think China or Japan talks about this. <laughs> can you guess when astrology became part of the of Islamic civilization? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, maybe the um, probably either the 10th century or the 16th century. I think you want to say the 10th. 10th? Go 10th. Yeah. Oh, it's the 8th and 9th. Man, we were so close. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. This is going to be the last one because this is a lot longer than I thought it was. <laughs> the works of astronomers like Copernicus began to challenge astrology's authority starting in approximately which century? Okay. I'm going to say the either, I think the 16th century? That seems to be working for us. <laughs> 16th century, even though it's not. Uh, I'm just guessing at this point. Me too. Like, why do I want to say 12th, though? I would go 12th. Ah! <laughs> you know, I know more of this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I 
don't need it. I also noticed like in the corner to ask for a hint. I'm not sure how good those hints. Okay, well, let's do this. Which famous Greek astronomer wrote Apostolometica, which translates the work on astrology? Um, Kepler, Copernicus, Galileo, or Ptolemy? Uh, uh, we can automatically take out Ptolemy and Galileo, though, because they're yeah. not. So it's not Kepler, is it? Is it Copernicus? Oh, they eliminated some options. Oh, so it's Copernicus. Oh. Mm. That would have been easier. <gasps> no, it's Ptolemy. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what? Enough of this. Um, that's enough. You don't need um, to know all this backstory for astrology. <laughs> you don't need to know it, okay? You don't need to know. You just need to know what you need to know, which is to know thyself. Okay. Yes. Oh my god. That's it, guys. We've been on here way too freaking long. Um <laughs> way too long. Um thanks so much for coming. Um please remember that everything is good in moderation. Yes. Especially astrology. Um so, you know, yeah, take what you want from it and leave the rest if it doesn't work for you. Um yeah. but you know, try to understand it and don't go off that crazy dude you met at a party that was trying to tell you about how he could see into your soul that you were a Sagittarius or something <laughs> like don't <laughs> or like you're a reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe yeah like don't go off of don't go off of that um research for yourself as always we're here to encourage you to do that um yeah wear your mask Pfizer is FDA approved now bitches so you don't have any excuse either wear your mask or get a vaccine um <laughs> And um, stay safe out there. Drink your pumpkin spice beverages to your heart's content. Um, and uh, yeah, have a good week. September is here, basically. <laughs> yeah, so pumpkin spice season among us. I'm excited for it. I'm gonna give me some pumpkin spice, whatever. That's pumpkin spice chicken for a while. I'm not sure if that's any good. Now I'm getting myself hungry. Right, I know. Right now I'm like, Ooh, dinner. Like, <laughs> let's have it. Um, yeah. Uh, do your fill out your birth chart if you would like. Um, and like, let us know if this was helpful, especially me, because I feel like I talked forever, and I was like, is this helpful? I don't know. And um, yeah, guys. See you next week. See ya. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> yes, get it. You do that YouTube uh, <laughs> outro. <laughs> Okay, oh, bye, host. Social media, social <laughs> medias. Yeah, that's right. Follow us on social media in the description box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls and boys. Bye, bye. <laughs>